Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Congratulations. Your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do it live on a Reaction Monday edition of the program. How you living, Threes? Oh, I'm living the dream, man. You know, yeah. living the dream. Great weekend for Ohio. Yeah, all of them. Uh, yeah. Across the board, you know. Um, well, maybe not for Akron, but for everybody else across the board. Pretty Jeez, good weekend. Kids. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful, I mean, the weather. I mean, for one... The the little I know it's been circulating on on the line, but okay. the twelve seasons of Ohio, you know, like this weekend was called fake fall. Totally right. agree because it's going to be in the mid eighties today and tomorrow. But anyway, right. a little bit, a little um, bit warm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely uh, enjoyed fake fall over the weekend. I did not enjoy, um, you know, the the Lauren Ice fam, the girls at least, um, basically getting a stomach bug. So that's always good. I told you last oh, week, geez. Hayden had to stay home yeah. Thursday, Friday. You know, vomiting, the whole deal. It hit London Friday night. Um, Shelly will not throw up no matter, by any means necessary. Um, but, yeah, you know, basically what we're doing in our house is we're just building up antibodies to everything. You know what there I mean? You go. We're just building it up to everything, getting it out of the way so that we Solve have a nice and healthy holiday season. That's what Solve we're doing. Solve it now. But other than uh, that, it was great. I, I think it was appropriate that um, – that this was the final weekend in September because I, I've long felt pretty strongly that September is the best month in this state. It's the, That's right. It, from a weather standpoint, it's usually perfect. October will give it a run for its money. October's usually really I good, too. I think it's shifting, don't you? Like I heard Bob talking about it last week, maybe, how it's – we always think that September is like fall, but we still hit no. the mid-80s and you're still yeah. sweating. It's well, really – okay. It's shifting like the last week. Like this weekend is what I consider perfect. So when I look at the – I might think that first week in October might be the best time. Well, but it's close. The it's only close. pushback I'll give you is the humidity. I, I throw seems out the first the first two out. weeks of September. I'm out. If it's over eighty, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm still for it. I'm still for it. Um, well, you have a pool I, now. You invest right. a bunch of money in a pool. You know, <laughs> of course you're for it. <laughs> you got to use a coach. You get out there and use it. I'm throwing them in there. If it's like seventy-one, get in there. Get in oh, there. No doubt. Um, but the yeah, I mean the humidity kind of starts to die out. But you're right. First weekend of September is a little dicey. Labor Day's great. Uh, and and it it was a this was a this was a perfect weekend. I mean, you couldn't have done better Absolutely. than the weekend that you got. Um, so it was awesome. Had it, had uh, the high schools on Friday, uh, had the boys uh, football on Saturday, Buckeyes Saturday night, Browns and Bengals, uh, mm. both getting wins on Sunday. So all of that is a win. It, it was a win to hear you on the call. You and Brandon do a good job, man. Do a really good well, job. I, I know, know it's told you that privately. But you do a really good job. I appreciate uh, that. on the broadcast. You guys had a lot going on. Like, listen, going on. For one, I have. I mean, my goodness, Larry Smith. Who's Larry Smith? He's the ref, okay, the head official. Okay, Larry Smith. I don't know what your deal was, but can you stay off the mic? I mean, the people in the press clock—they they know to run the play clock. It, nothing right. is more frustrating to a commentator 
<laughs> that when you're trying to get into a story, yeah, and the official jumps on because you have to cut out when the official's talking. Have to, yeah. Please run. Will you please run the play clock? And then we two know. seconds later, please run the play. Hey, Larry, they know. They heard you the first time. It wasn't on, on mute. Anyway, we're, we're on it. We're on. But it, there's man. some games where it's like. Brandon and I always joke about it. Like, there's some games where you feel like you have a nice flow, and then the official just ruins your whole life because he just you wants could, to talk. You could make an argument that officials are ruining lives all over college football yeah. Saturdays and NFL yeah. Sundays. because Especially up in Detroit. <clears throat> oh, I'm to the point where I think I think that the as bad as the college targeting rule is, like the fact that you throw kids out for that, mm-hmm. I think that NFL defensive pass interference slash targeting, targeting is right there. Yep. I mean, the play on Devontae Adams last night, um, Justin got bailed out yesterday in Cleveland on the he just threw it. I mean, he just threw it up there. John Johnson definitely pushed off, but my goodness, the ball was not going to be caught. He threw it in the middle of nothing, just a bailout throw and you get bailed out, forty yard penalty. Uh it that type of stuff, I just mm. you gotta get those things sorted out. And yep. I don't like the spot foul on, on the NFL pass interference either. Yep. I mean that was the one in Cleveland was the the most egregious, and honestly, Justin needed needed it at that point because that was a bludgeoning. Right. Um, but the I mean, he just was rolling right, and just threw it. It was third yep. forever. He just threw it down there. It ends up being a forty yeah. yard penalty. We'll get to that because Matt yeah. Nagy did not help him out at all. You no. Know, sooner or later, you can't be throwing quick game all game. A lot of the Browns DBs just to sit on every single route. Well, you, know? you also might want to throw somebody else at Miles instead of letting him just run one on one for a lot of the game. Yeah, Wreak no havoc, question. Uh, which he did. Um, but but you had our game, of course, and that's that's where we'll spend the majority of our time here today. Okay, let's start with. Do you want um, the game, or do you want the linebacker saying I'm out at big game? I mean, which what do you want to hit with? First? Let's start with the game, and then we'll get to the linebacker because I think the game is where we. The game is. What do you make of it? What do you make of um, it? You, because I have a hard time. Like, you know, obviously the the Pope stuff is is what's the overriding thing. But you, I went into this going. I'm really excited to see what Kyle McCord looks like, the ball coming out of his hand. I'm curious to see if from a communication standpoint we're better than we have been um, you know, in terms of defensively. There's a couple of conclusions that I can draw, and we'll get to those over the first hour, but you called it. what? When you walk away from this, sideline incident aside, what do you come away thinking? Well, early on, you know, when, when Akron goes down and scores, you, you heard the boo birds a little bit, and you, you say to yourself... Um, Okay, not again. Come on, right? Um, what I love defensively is that they adjusted, specifically Haskell Garrett, because when you saw the first drive with DJ Irons, you saw him just escaping through the interior of the of the of our D line and getting scrambles, right? Yeah. And what Haskell and the D line realized was, you know, we're not just going to get up field. Why don't we rush? right down the middle of our man, keep our eyes on him. He's going to escape. There's nowhere for him to throw the ball. Their guys can't get open. And then as he tries to run, we'll just shed and get a sack. You know, it's basically him running into you. Um, Overall, they got the production that you expected as far as sacks, as far as the way they played. um, The interception to Ronnie was a gift, but you'll take it, right? Uh, When you're hustling to the bar, good things happen. Uh, But I'll say this. There's... I, I think it's important for the team to feel good about it defensively. That's a really bad football team in Akron. Yeah. Um, they didn't win a game last year. The only game they won this year is Bryant. And we've already talked about, you know, we had to we had to Google where they right. were at. So I think that they have have issues. Um but for us, 
I'm struggling with how to reevaluate because I feel like those guys needed that, you know, to feel good about beating an inferior opponent and, and all that. But I need to go back and I, I need to time the amount of time it took to get most of our sacks. And so you say, why do you say that? Because I kept pointing out that a, b- a bunch of them were coverage sacks. Yeah. And when you play better teams, you won't get all those coverage sacks. So a really elite line, and this might be nitpicking, but a really elite line, I mean, you're getting sacks right away. It looks like it did yesterday for the Browns, right? When Miles Garrett looked making Peters look like a turnstile. And yeah. it's around the corner, boom, got down. That's like where the quarterback can't go to his second read. Like he's on one, going on two, boom, Justin's hit. Well, some of these sacks were DJ looking read one, read two, read three, read four. They're not there. I'm going to scramble. Oh, there's a hustle play, boom, sack. Okay. I love the hustle, but against an Akron O-line, we should get them down. It should be turnstile. So I don't want to be a pessimist, but I also don't want to be just like a fake optimist. And home, You know what I mean? So I'm trying to really evaluate. I'd be interested in the amount of time it took to get, get the quarterback down. And some of that, he's athletic too. So sure. if he's a statue, maybe it's different. But Justin's athletic as well. And Miles mm-hmm. didn't seem to matter. Um, <laughs> no. But offensively, Kyle looked nervous early. No different than CJ. Yeah. Um, he was rushing things. You saw the frustration on Coach Day when he forced the ball in the interception. You know, it was kind of cloudy in the pocket. He stepped up and tried to make a throw with his feet, basically both off the ground, almost like a mini jump throw, you know, to his right, and it sailed on him. Um, there was little glimpses as well. A lot of his production, though, especially early on, was coming on horizontal stuff. You know, they do the, they give him the touchdown pass and the, basically the pop pass forward, you know, the shovel pass, the JT Barrett special. Um where Olave goes around the corner, um, so it's just a mixed bag. You know, they 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 did well. I think that they're going to try to continue to to use Travion Henderson and and. But look, this week will be a much better measuring stick. I, what what's Rutgers the early line? Got a little on bit Rutgers? of heart, buddy. Got a little yeah, bit what's, of what's heart. What's the early line? Because that game, by the looked. way, in Michigan went the way that I thought it would. Um, yeah. I thought Michigan would win by seventeen, not seven, or maybe fourteen, but. Early on, it looked like Michigan was going by 55 with yeah, the way they were going up they the stick field. to it. Rutgers yeah. ain't going anywhere. They'll stick to it. They're not going it. anywhere. Um, no. What's that line early on? I haven't, I haven't looked. Minus 15 looked. and a half. 15. The other thing I noticed from Saturday was Tom Arth was trying to make a lot of people upset in Vegas. Oh, when boy. He, at the end for of For one, game, when the receiver drops too, it in the end way. zone, and then he calls the timeout. To, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So many on, people Tommy. are so nervous right now. Right. Oh. I mean, I'm going, come on, can we get an Ohio State cover right once? And we did, thankfully, yep. because you, you got the stop. Um, all right, so there's a lot to get to, uh, and we'll get into the McCord stuff and, and offensively and, and what is very clearly uh, the identity of this team going forward. But but this will be the game where a linebacker walked off yeah. and then got his phone and and tweeted something that, mm. I mean, this this is a new day in, in college yeah. football. This is where we're at. Uh, we're not immune to it. I tweeted after the game that I think Ryan Day right now is in the fight for the soul of the program. I don't think that's overstating, um, but I don't know that he's alone. I think this is a product of where we are in college football yeah. right now with uh, free transfer, name, image, and likeness. He had Dallas can't leave last week. Here's another linebacker. Didn't like what was going on in the substitution pattern. I mean, every it's been talked about. It's been known. Here was Coach Day after the game on what probably happened with Kevon Pope. No, no, I, it's it's what it really is, is just, I think, you know, a lot of guys, they want to play and you, know, you can't play everybody. And, and then there, you know, frustration kicks in. And um, so, yeah, I don't really want to comment too much on that, you know, particular situation, but I certainly think it's very isolated. 
Well, you, you hope that it's isolated, and it's something that you know we've never seen anything like that here. We've never it's seen just anybody a new. Just... I think it's just a new era in college football. Um, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. For one, you don't. No matter what, like even if you're going to transfer now, I, I saw the press release from Ohio State. Yeah. Um, basically saying he's not on the team anymore, but he still will have access to student-athlete support services over there at Sasso, and he can continue to get his degree if he wishes. Um, But he will not be allowed to be on the team. I'm just... So, number one, you can't quit on the team mid-game, obviously. No no matter how unhappy you are. It doesn't bode well for the next team you're going to go to. Two, I'm not a believer in quitting mid-season and putting yourself in the portal. However... This is this is what when you do the open portal, and now you have the four game redshirt rule. That's guess what game this was. Number four, Dallas Gant realized it last week. Said, you know what? Both of these guys have been two players that have been talked about a lot on websites like Eleven Warriors, Letterman Row. Hey, the four guys before him are finally gone. We've been waiting for these guys forever. You know, a lot of hype. Get them on the field. They thought, I'm sure. Finally, our time will come with Tuff gone, with Barron gone, with Pete gone, with Justin gone. It's finally our time. And then to have the things play out the way they did, where it's like, no, actually, we're going to go with Tommy Eichenberg, and we're going to go with some of these other guys. Um, like Dallas Gant was told last week that he'll be fifth in the rotation. Nope, not going to work for me. I'm going to transfer. I'm not going to make it to the NFL being fifth in the rotation. Um, Kayvon Pope tried to go in the game. Taraj Mitchell pushed him out, which, by the way, I've, I've done plenty of times. Um, yeah. Except the difference was it was third quarter, and we were about to rest the whole starters. And I said, B-roll, go back, to, get back to the side. I'm not coming out yet, Luke. Um, <laughs> all that, and then Brian would go in next. But we don't know. For one, so like on one hand, I'm like, obviously you don't quit the team midseason. You don't quit the team mid-game. That's just that's obvious to me. doesn't yeah. even need to be really discussed. But you wonder... Like, we don't know the deep relationship between player and coach. Mm-mm. We don't. We don't know if he was told he was going to get reps. We don't know if he was told to go in and Taraja said no, and then coach didn't have his back. We don't We don't know. No, we don't. Regardless, you don't quit the team mid-game. You control your emotions. You deal with it after. You ask what's all that about, and then you make a decision. Um, it, it's hard because Ryan was open with us on the call about your practice habits will give you a right to play or not. And he believes that if you practice well, he believes in playing a lot of players to keep prevent this from happening. Yeah. I think that also guys need to know that they're the guy as well. And it's just harder with it's just harder with these new rules and with today's too. generation, man. Just this like for instance, a guy like we saw glimpses of last night or that, that I thought or Saturday night that I thought was he was obviously highly talked about in recruiting, Evan Pryor, true freshman. You're seeing a lot of attention on Travion Henderson. Probably have some questions in his mind of like, dang, man, how much rack am I going to get? But if he's patient, when you talk to people at the at the university, if he is patient, he could be a dude as well. But how many kids have that patience? Now, Kayvon and Dallas had patience. They've been here forever, Yeah, it seems like. And they finally got to a point where they're like, you know what, it's not happening here. I don't know if they – we don't know what they were told. We don't know who's – whatever. But wherever it's part be, is, yeah, it's not it, good in a room where we don't have depth. No. We don't have depth at linebacker. One of the leading tacklers was a running back, Steel Chambers. You know, so we don't have depth. So it's a position that we are obviously struggling at. It's a position that we're not knocking out of the park in recruiting. And for whatever reason, 
it hasn't been. Now we have two guys leaving midseason. So all I'm, I'm saying all that is that all it takes now is Cody Simon on one blitz to hurt a shoulder, Tommy to go down, and now you're getting really thin. We're already thin, but we're getting really thin, and we haven't even really gotten to the thick of conference play. So you have two linebackers off the team in a week. Yeah, you've got you've already dealt with a change in coordinator. I mean, that's why that's why I say like when I say you're you're fighting for the soul of the program. This thing is it's this is a teeter totter right now that that Ryan Day is trying to balance, and I have full confidence that he'll get it balanced. Yeah, but boy, they better have some real leadership over there because the kids that that you're pointing to, you think of the kids who are shining, who are standing out. You think of the kids who are leading, and it's hard to. I remember talking to Joe Thomas about it's hard to lead at left tackle. Yeah, it's hard to lead sometimes at receiver. You yep. run routes all day. Yep. The positions you lead at are quarterback, uh-huh. linebacker, safety. Yep. Yep. Those, and from what I can tell, those are all kids. Mm-hmm. They're all kids, right? So yep. who's who's got the emotional center of this football team and of the program? So Coach Day's got to sort that out because he's got a pretty. This is, I mean. Look, it's Akron, fine. Pretty big crisis going on defensively. Two kids yeah, quit in so. a week, and you change coordinators, play callers on defense yeah. in the first two weeks of the three weeks of the season. Yeah. That's a lot going on, man. A lot That's happening. a lot going on. And it's it's glossed over because you hammer Akron, who's one of the worst teams in all of college football, Division One. So yep. it's, it's kind of glossed over. But you're going to go Rutgers. Mar- I'm going to tell you right now, Maryland's going to be a full day. Rutgers will be a full day. Yeah. Don't we we should be sleeping comfortably, on but I'm you cannot sleep on that football they team. They ain't going anymore. away. They won't go away. No. So th- there's a lot going on here and and I I got faith in coach Day, but he's got a lot on his plate. He has got a lot on his plate early on this season. Here's the good news though, guys, and this is really important. So does everybody else. Clemson's lost twice. Spencer Rattler was booed off the field at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. From what I can tell, Bama's really good. George is really good defensively, and other, maybe Oregon's good, and that's it. <laughs> Nobody else. The yep. ACC is out of it. They're yep. out. Yep. The pack, did you see how USC got hammered? Florida yep. State is winless. Yep. Florida State has no wins. USC got hammered by Oregon State, mm-hmm. guys. Beavs. Watch out for the Beavs. At the Coliseum. Bill the Beaver. So it's chaos in college football across the board. And I love it. No, it's great. Yeah. It's, A&M it's wide just open. continues to dominate. By the way, you know? yes. thanks, Greg McElroy. I believe we had that. I believe, I believe we, had, we that. had that. But but no, Bo, hey, Arkansas is just that elite. It's not no. A&M. Arkansas no. A&M sucks. is just that good. That's the lesson. A&M was no good. When we Bowling Green picks. could beat Colorado, allegedly, and right. probably compete with A&M. Right. That's right. <laughs> Since they um, sunk the canoes up there. Crazy, crazy week. Yeah, jeez. Not a good man. day. Not a good week for the Big Ten, or Big no, Ten West especially. No. No, no, not at all. Um, good week for you and I on the picks, though. Did a nice job. Um, mm. All right, we're, we're going to get into the offensive side of things. Our impressions of Kyle McCord, uh, the new identity of this offense. Lots of college football today. Hit some NFL as well, off and running. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Constantly interrupting valuable airtime to sell $3 stickers. What a business plan. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Sports talk distilled to its purest form. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. 
My friends, mortgage rates have plummeted at the lows of the year. Your home value is at the high, and you can take advantage of this unique situation. My friends at Neighborhood Lender, you can refinance right now with Neighborhood Lender. Pay zero closing costs. Even skip the next one or two house payments altogether. They will do it for you at Neighborhood Lender. Neighborhood Lender makes refinancing easy, all digital, super fast platform. Folks, there's no paperwork, there's no junk fees, no big bank hassle. You can refinance right now, and you can snag the rate of your lifetime. Lower your house payment with no closing costs. Or you can refinance and get cash out of your home's equity. People are getting tens of thousands of dollars out of their home, paying off debt or reinvesting in their home. Spend it how you like. You need to act now, though, to get a better loan. Get cash out, lower your payment, pay zero in closing costs. Skip your next house payment altogether. Call my friends at Neighborhood Lender, 614-882-LOAN, 614-882-LOAN, NeighborhoodLender.com, Equal Housing lender nmls 69349 not all loans apply for no closing cost option and subject to lender approval um if the pope situation doesn't happen all eyes would be uh on kyle mccord and the quarterbacks and 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 frankly that's what i was most interested in is just to see you knew who they were playing obviously but you can Mm -hmm. tell just how a ball comes out of a guy's hand you know what they have or what they don't here was coach day on mccord and jack miller who both got in the game uh and knowing what he has I think now you know what you have, at least. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say you know what you have, but at least you have an idea of what you have when you get into the game because you, you don't know until you actually play. And now we have some things that we can build on and try to grow from, for sure. Yeah. Here's his initial, this was from Saturday night, his initial reaction to how both young quarterbacks played. Like you said, I'll, I'll watch the film uh, and see. Uh, you know, you certain things out there. I thought there were some, some things that were okay. I thought there were some things that we need to certainly clean up. Thought uh, I got to find out where, where their eyes were at times. You know, with Kyle, um, he does a really good job preparing, you know, excellent job. He puts a lot of work into this thing. And so it's the first time he's ever played in, in a college football game. He's a true freshman. Um, so I think the game was moving pretty fast for him early on. But, but he was even, he was working at hyperspeed, I think. And, uh, and one of the things we talk about with young quarterbacks is finding the speed of the game. Like, I think there were times where he did. And then I thought, you know, Jack came in and kind of gave, um, you know, had some poise in there and he made some nice throws as well. I thought, you know, he did some positive things. What did you make of the quarterbacks? I thought that um, I thought that Kyle was rushed on some things. You see some of the talent. I like the throw to uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't. It wasn't a perfect throw, but I just liked the idea that there's a defender on him. He's not wide open, but I'm gonna throw it anyway and give my good wide receiver a chance to adjust the ball and make a play. Uh, I think sometimes when you have really young quarterbacks, they struggle because in high school, most of the guys they're throwing to are wide open, right? Um, and then you get to college, and the coverage gets a little bit tighter. And then in order to get to the league, everybody's covered. I thought talking to um, the Tom Arth, that was the head coach of Akron, that was his thing telling his quarterback. He goes, I keep telling my guys, like nobody's going to get more open this game. Like you're going to have to throw people open. <laughs> Because nobody's getting more. Like, don't come to the sidelines and tell me I'm, he wasn't open. Like, no, of course he's not open. These are like these are dudes in their secondary, and they're not going to be open. Like that's the league, you know. So it, he goes. I thought it was going to be a great preparation for our guys because we don't expect our guys to get covered this well at anybody in the MAC, you know. So right, and that's part of the deal is so for a young quarterback, a true freshman, his first start. I like the idea of yeah, he looks covered. Like if you were standing back there on Madden, maybe don't throw that ball, right? But. The fact that he went and did it, and I, th- I was encouraged by it. There's some things, obviously, to clean up. I thought Jack Miller looked really comfortable. I did, too. I, I thought he's really been the only poised. quarterback. And Look, I understand yeah. the tempo of the game. I understand the score of the game. I understand who he's going against. Some of Akron's uh, backups were in at that time. 
I get that. But as far as wide open throws, wide receivers, comfortability, like there have been times where CJ's had wide open guys and he's overthrown it, right? Yeah. Kyle's had wide open players. He's overthrown. I mean, a simple bubble route he threw for a, a loss of six yards because it was behind him, right? Backwards pass in the first series. So just as far as comfortability in there, and again, it is not a pressure point. <laughs> the game is won. You come in. I, I get all that. But um, he just looked comfortable. What, what does that mean going forward? I have no idea. But um, he just looked like like he was he was settling in there. I, you, you get all right. Look, this is a word you use it often. We you talk about it all the time. It's just trust. Yeah. If you're Ryan Day, it's who do you trust? And I yeah. think it's very clear why he trusts uh, C.J. Stroud. I get it. I mean, I think that's clear. Kyle looked fine. He was he was nice. I mean, you, you understand what he like. Everything you hear about him is awesome. Great kid. Uh, people follow him. He grinds in the film room. He does the he work. He told us on the call he's arguably the best he's ever been around as far as preparation. That's what it looks like. Think of the quarterbacks that we've sure. had. As far as like working at it, studying, yeah. understanding scheme, film, like all that deal. Now, there's a lot of guys I've played with as well as a caveat that studied their tail off doesn't help you make a make a throw but at least from that aspect of it you know that he's a grinder he's an yeah. absolute grinder yeah there wasn't anything that i saw saturday that laid me led me to say we're playing the wrong quarterback no right and no. you didn't know if that would be the case or not it would take a lot and you have to wave opponent and all of those things but it's like i said you can tell just how how a kid goes about his business, how the ball comes out of his hand, how he sees it, how he rips it. Yeah, I thought Jack, I'm with you on Jack. I thought he was really, really comfortable out there and really poised. He looked like he could handle it. Um, I think he could start for a lot of teams. In co- I think both these guys would start for a lot of teams in college football. Um, but but I think you understand. You come out of it and you go, okay, I see I see why CJ won the job and why he's trusted and why Ryan Day's going with him. The other thing that I think you can take from this, and this isn't paying attention to the scores, is that there is no way possible – for Ryan Day and Corey Dennis and this staff to prepare four quarterbacks. So if you're somebody out there calling for Quinn Ewers, no chance, man. There's no, no chance. He's got three kids who are essentially the, all the same age from an eligibility standpoint. Ewers didn't get here till the middle of camp, and then he was sick in camp, and so you didn't have that. There's yep. no there's no chance. And Ryan yep. said that last week, so I'm not reinventing the wheel, but sometimes no. I think you need to hear it. And I'd be very, I don't think we're going to see Quinn Ewers all year. I don't honest. either. I don't know I think how this you is like they're treating this like a high school year for him. Um, that he should be look there. There's just not time. There's no there, time. There's been a you know what this is. Ryan Day has felt this way because ever since the Big Ten did what they did last season, yeah, there was no reps for CJ or or, or anybody uh, or Jack when it came to practice last year, and it's all because when the Big Ten delayed, every single snap went to the starters. Nobody got developed. So that's why whenever like, well, we've had young players be better than this before. That's because they actually had reps. They had no reps last no year in reps. practice. They were a scout team because of the Big Ten delay. So he, he's literally it's, it, the analogy is is like you're you're in a relay race and you had a stumble on one of the handoffs and you're getting the baton the, as the fourth leg of it and you are so far behind. They feel like yes. they've been a constant sprint. So he doesn't have time to. No. I'm not just going to put reps in for dudes. Like we're trying to go and and catch up. Like they don't even feel like they're at the right spot where they should be still due to last year. And look, every team's gone through it, but that's just how he feels. Yeah, and I, I think th- there's no time. No. He's, try- he's trying to get to put a team together that can win the Big Ten and that's get it. to the playoff. That's, that's what he's it. trying to do. And, yep. and really just win the Big Ten right now. 
Like, that's yeah. the focus. Let's win the Big Ten. So he's got to get one of these 19-year-old kids ready to do that. And he's got yeah. to get one of them, uh, at least one of them, probably two of them, walking around 10 feet tall and bulletproof. That's his job. His job isn't to get four. He can't. He's got too much. I mean, look at all the stuff we talked about defensively he's got to deal with, too. So there's a lot going on here. So if you're somebody calling for Quinn Ewers, I, I think you're going to be disappointed. Cause I know, I think you're going to be disappointed. And you should yeah. wait. You know, you're not going to see him, I don't think, make a throw till next year. Yeah. Um, and that's that's okay. Like, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I've had other quarterbacks who've played without naming names say the arm talent is real. It looks awesome. But just because he can flick it on seven on seven stuff does not mean that. I mean, let's not be unrealistic that a high school senior could come in and get snaps. No, not when he, not in the middle of August, not amidst all of it. No, nope. so it's not going to happen. The good news is is that there is an offensive identity, um, and it might be good enough to not lose again. We'll get into that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. We like football, and if you like football, we highly encourage you to listen to Morning Juice. It's great. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The Fan. It's Bishop and Laurinaitis' is What's Up. What's up, man? So Sponsored by your Central Ohio Honda dealers. I would, I would say this would classify as What's Up. Travion Henderson, 46 carries, 439 yards, 6 touchdowns, 9.5 yards a clip. Is that good? It's pretty good. Is that pretty good? He had 93 against Akron. 11 yeah. yards a carry, a couple of touchdowns. Um, I mean, this is from week one. He's the engine. Yeah. He is the offensive engine. I mean, as much as as great as Olave and Wilson are, the emergence of Travion Henderson and him being exactly what he was billed to be in recruiting, if this team accomplishes big things this season and they're all still in front of him, winning the Big Ten, those type of, those type of conversations, yeah. they're going to be done on his back. Yeah. I think there's a couple things that are um, important to remember here. He did not play senior year high school. So just let that factor in. He Crazy. misses a whole year of football due to COVID. So plays junior year, misses a whole year, just trains by himself, does that whole deal, enrolls at, early two, enrolls at Ohio State, right? So he knocks off rust of not playing a full senior year, which is so impressive. They come out and produce like he has. But there's still so much room for him to grow. And that's evident when you talk to the coaches. Talking to Coach Day, talking to Kevin Wilson, they are going to keep him humble. Because when you start talking to them about you know, how he's been, and yes, like he gives us something, but they were saying I mean, he missed some runs against Tulsa early. Yeah. Um, he's missed in pass protection before that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So think of that. Like we know, his, like nine point five and is is point yards per carry. So the his ability and what he's going to be able to become is even more polished than he is now. That has to give you just so much hope and joy <laughs> as a Buckeye yeah. fan because he is special. I mean, he's special. You totally get now why they were calling him Baby Saquon back in training yeah. camp. I like when they when they told me that before I went to watch him at practice I thought okay that's a little that's a little much you know like are we comparing it's this NFL draft season where we're comparing Garrett Wilson right, to right. Jerry Rice you know no, yeah. who's he remind you of oh Jerry Rice Jerry Rice. Rice okay thank you where there's Who's a lot of Patrick Mahomes Taylor okay that's a lot phenomenal. of off-platform really throws like the Patrick bar. Mahomes <laughs> yeah oh really so, boy yeah. that's bold no doubt Quinn Ewers is Pat Mahomes oh, okay <laughs> all right um but anyway like <laughs> it is what it is but I think that this 
this gives you a home run threat every time he touches the ball. Yeah. And you already have two guys on the outside, like Olave and Garrett Wilson. Like Garrett Wilson's route running ability, yards after like you can do so much with Garrett Wilson. You can do a ton with Chris Olave. Um, the wave behind them are going to be special. Welcome to college football, Emeka Abuka. Just come in, one catch, eighty-five yards, boom. You know, yeah. okay. Um, the next wave is great, but it is Travion Henderson is going to be. I think in a perfect world, here's how I would see it: Travion Henderson gets most of the carries right within yeah. a game. Mayan Williams comes in to give defenses fits because it's a different style, right? Sure, absolute is. different style. Oh yeah. And then as you get in the fourth quarter and you're trying to get in four minute, it's it's a rotation of the three where like Master Teague will wear you out because Master is a guy where the size of Master and just the north south running ability, you want to wear a clock, you know, a defense out. Sure. It's just him. Like go out there, boom, and just wrote the, be able to play all three. Um, and then I think you'll see a little bit more of Evan Pryor this year in blowout games, and then they'll probably redshirt him just to be able to have another talented back. But I even saw a little juice out of him uh, against Akron. Yeah. Some nice ability there. So um, all that to say, OSU has eight or nine offensive linemen that they feel could start anywhere in conference. Mm-hmm. And so that's a huge I mean, thing about it. We have Whipler still starting at center. You have Jones at guard. You haven't had your starting offensive line there. Jones was actually projected to start at guard leaving the spring. And then they pulled the in the fall. Talk about a team player in the fall. They said, "You know what? Actually, we're going to move Thayer inside. We're going to have Paris come inside. We're going to put our best five out there." And sorry, Matthew, but you're not going to start because of it. And it's kind of like, dang, he stuck with it. He's going to be a starter, you know, yeah. in years to come. But just I, I love team players like that. That's why I tried to highlight Demario McCall too during the game because the stick to itness that he's had yeah, right. sticking around has been incredible. I've lost track, and you did two years, like year five or six. Year five, six, might be eight. I have no idea. Might be becoming a doctor. I have no clue. (laughs) Right? I think he played with Joshua. Walkie-talkie. I think you're right. Joshua Berry's brought that up before. I think you're probably right because I remember that image of him on that uh, the dirt bike uh, that would went around in like the recruiting. I I think you're probably right. He's been there a long. Good for him though, man. That's awesome. Look, this is. I guess what I'm saying is is with, with Henderson, I'm glad you brought up Williams and T because I was going to bring those two guys up as well because I think that's all part of it. What happened last year in the Big Ten Championship game? Justin's a little banged up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do we know we can do? Run it. Yeah. We can run the football. Yeah. Ohio State can run the football. And they've got I just a don't kid, want a- freshman at, at running back. that The Saquon stuff is, I mean, yeah. that's a guy who was picked in the top five. That's a lot. But that's what he looks like. Just real quick. I don't want us to have to wait until the second or third quarter of a game when we aren't throwing the ball and looking all pretty with stuff through the air to then say, all right, we're going to the run game. See, I go the other way here, buddy. I would start with the run game and play off That's what I'm saying. I would build it the way the Browns are building it. I would build build on the ground because my thing is if you do it the other way, you're going to run into a team like Penn State or you're going to run into a team like Iowa that's going to say, now when you say, okay, we're just going to go to our run game, and what if it doesn't work? I would try to establish the run, balance, horizontal, spread them out, all that, build it complementary. Now, Ryan's a lot smarter than I am offensively. I'm just saying there will be defenses that we play that will be a lot. By the way, real quick, I I did look it up. The spread for Rutgers-Ohio State is 17. Two years ago, it was 52. You don't think Greg Schiano has changed the culture around there? Yeah. 52 points two years ago. Yeah, he's coming. I mean, they stuck. They're down 20-3 to to Michigan, and they stuck with it. No, no, that's my point. 
we're, we are a run team that can play action off of it. Yes. Because if you don't have a running quarterback, what do you have to have? You've got to have a run game that you can play off of. And we have it. Mm-hmm. We have a great offensive line. We've got three really good backs. Maybe four. Prior looked good. Yep. You, have, you have three studs, though. And one at the top, the lead bell cow, is elite. He's as good as anybody in college football. Like You can, yep. see, you hate to put this type of stuff on him, baby Saquon. He looks to me like that could be a Heisman winner type player. Like yep. That's how special he looks. Or It's real early. Who knows? But I think you have an identity offensively going forward. And I think you can get that. And I think it's been cemented in the first four games. And now we're into Big Ten play. Are we ready for it? We get into it coming up next. Bishopman Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. You love sports. We love sports. You love the Buckeyes. We love the Buckeyes. You love your mom. We love your mom. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Listen responsibly. Now back to Bishop and Laurinaitis. And join the Fan 10 TV, the Ohio Education Association, as we honor the classroom heroes in these times. The teachers and educators need your support more than ever. Nominate your classroom hero at 971thefan.com slash heroes. And so we are here, my friend. We start Big Ten play this weekend against Rutgers. And the question here is, are you ready for it? And and I think I think with the emergence of Henderson offensively, I think we are. Defensively, it's going to be something where, to me, it almost feels like it's going to be week to week. Mm. I think that we're going to have to, um, for one, the number one storyline this week will be, is CJ healthy enough to play? Um, Sure. I'm not sure. I guess after watching the game, you have a sense that CJ is the starter, but is it really, you can see why it was a competition. Late in the camp. Yeah. I don't think Kyle did anything to where everyone should be like, ah, see, we're playing the wrong guy. But I also don't think that we've seen – it's just – it's hard to really evaluate because the talent level was so, I guess, wide, right? So is is CJ – and how much does that change your confidence if it is or isn't? Um, it, I, I think that it will be very much week to week. Each week there are going to be certain challenges. So when you're facing – a Rutgers offense, which by no means is anything that in a normal year would scare you, but they have some guys who are very talented. Isaiah Pacheco at running back, who seems yeah. like he's been there forever. Bo Melton at wide receiver. Um, so Isaiah Washington. They have a, a bunch of guys that have played a lot of football. Their defense sure. has played a lot of football. They're going to be willing to throw trick stuff if, they're, if, if they really need to. That place will be packed um, at SHI Stadium. So there's... Which I might have to go to two weeks in a row, by the way. I swear. We, the week after, we might get Michigan State at Rutgers. It's between Michigan State at Rutgers or Wisconsin at Illinois. Oh, and I have a really deep feeling that we're going to choose Sparty. Don't you, wouldn't, you rather have, wouldn't you rather go to Piscataway, though? That's an easier flight? Well, only because it's a noon game. I'd rather drive 10 times out of 10, okay. to be honest with you. That's um, a brutal drive to Champaign. A lot better than getting an airline nowadays. I guess that's I'm, true. That's true. I mean, that's true. My goodness. Um, and plus, just Newark, the Newark airport, just bothered. So you me. get us. You get you get us back to back weeks. I do that's easy fun. prep. I can name all twenty two starters too on Rutgers if you'd really need right. me to. That's right, because you had to prep for them for yeah. You didn't even call. Yeah, yeah. So look, this is gonna. It'll be a week to week thing. And and again, I said this in the first segment, and it's it's worth repeating. And we're gonna get into higher or lower, and you're gonna hear it a lot because you'll see how volatile this poll is. There's nobody great, yeah. except for maybe Bama, yep, and Georgia's defense, <laughs> maybe maybe Oregon, but that's 
nobody else. This thing is wide open. This is going to be a lot of yep. fun. Watching yep. this young team grow. Watching these young guys who start to get a bigger and bigger stage. Watching them grow. It's going to be a lot of fun. We hit higher, lower up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. A linebacker and a man of leisure. This doesn't even make sense. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. And it is a reaction Monday edition of the program brought to you by our great friends Taco Bell. Always a win with a little Taco Bell. Mm. And speaking of Taco Bell, one of their great customers, Chops, is here for a little higher or lower. Go, Chops. It's time for Higher or Lower on Bishop and Laurinaitis. I mean, Taco Bell, they're ranked number one. But That's right. That's right. We're going to start at the other side of the top 25. Clemson, maybe most disappointing, maybe most shocking team of the year. They've got two losses. They're all the way down to number 25. Ooh. Higher or lower? <laughs> okay. A couple. There's a lot to get to here, but let's first say this. The, the Associated Press has Clemson 25. They have NC State 23. Mm. The coaches poll has Clemson 19, NC State not ranked. Mm. All right. NC State beat them. Mm. Not ranked. Clemson 19. And NC State has a better record. And they have a better Mm. record. Clemson is a bit of a disaster right now. Mm. So I was talking to a buddy uh, yesterday. They had bad news on the injury front too, right? They had a D lineman, I think, go out for the year. I think you have that right. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday. He goes, look, everyone's got to settle down at Clemson. We waited 30 years to win a national title. We won two in five years. Sky's not falling. You're not going to become Florida State. But he said the big problem is, and I said, well, what's the deal? Last year, DJ looked great against Notre Dame, which really the only game I really watched him play was against Notre Dame. He looked great. He threw 450 yards. I said, he looked great. I'm out here telling people he's going to be the number one pick in the draft in two years. I said, what the hell happened? And what he said was is that they don't have, right now on their roster, they don't have anybody who can get open quickly. So Mm. all their receivers are down the field guys. Mm. And they don't because they don't have a solid run game with Etienne, and they don't have the, that Hunter Renfro type to get open quick off the line, they, and they don't protect real well. Mm. It's an issue. So it's a lot going on. You couple that with cement shoes, long delivery, and you're getting what you're getting. They're yeah. bad. Yeah, they're bad. I mean, they could win like eight games, seven. Mm. Games. I mean, that's that's where they're at. In terms of answering the question, higher or lower? I think the AP has them right. They still have a lot of talent. I think 25 is fair, so I think they're in the sweet spot. But mm. going to be a long year in Clemson. Yeah, it is. And, and arguably, Bo, arguably, you could argue with the way that they if, – if you had to bet your house, your, your beautiful new pool and fire pit and all that, you sure, know, the, sure. the gate, the fence, the retina yeah, scanners. Retina scanners. Um, you know, would you say that you would be confident picking Clemson to beat Maryland? No, and in fact, so actually... So Maryland's getting 91 votes. Clemson got 138, so there are others receiving votes. Um, I don't know why Texas is getting 131. I could apply the same thing to Kentucky, frankly. Texas is actually getting credit, I think, for losing to Arkansas. For Arkansas. (laughs) You're right. They are. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm fine with where Clemson's at. But they could be lower, too, if you really wanted to push that. Up next, Michigan up to number 14. Higher or lower? Can you imagine having Clemson being the third-ranked ACC team by week four or five of the season? Can you imagine Clemson? Well, I'll do you one better. Can you imagine Clemson being the third-ranked ACC team and the two ahead of them being NC State and Wake? No. Not North Carolina. Not the resurgent Miami. Right. Mike Norvell in year two at Florida State. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm. 
NC State, Wake Forest. Maybe Florida State should have called Luke Fickle. Um, they didn't? Are we sure they didn't? I, I don't know. I mean, I you would know, but I... Tried I, to call. I tried to call man. Luke this week, by week, all that. You know, he knows exactly why I was calling. His father-son this week, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, the prodigal. The prodigal Remember, son. Norvell was coming off two straight wins against Luke when they he hired was. him. He beat him in the regular season and the AAC championship. Um, mm. How, how far are they falling? Michigan. Real okay. quick, before you get to Michigan, because you brought up, we, we brought up Norvell and we were talking about Miami and Florida State and all of these things. Real quick on that front. This is how fast it can slip away from you. Yep. yep. A couple of high, coaching higher misses, and this thing falls off a cliff, man. Yep. Like they are, they can't keep their heads above water at Florida State, and they cannot pay, they can't fire Norvell. They don't have any money. Yep. They don't even know what they would do if they had to. Aren't they still paying Taggart, or they pay him a yes. big chunk to leave? Yes, they're still paying yeah. Willie Taggart. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, on the Michigan. Yeah. I think it's both that Rutgers is better than than people think or respect across the country, but also that Michigan maybe isn't as dominant as people were starting to believe. Um, I'm okay with where they're at. I think that when you look at at it overall, they're going to have. I think that the game this week, I believe they play Wisconsin, which is big noon. Gosh, that stinks for Fox. Um, going to Madison. They're actually traveling to Madison. You know, they announced, hey, we're going to Madison. They sort of, you know, announced it yeah. at the start of the game. Um, a little a little of the shine off that one. But think about this. Wisconsin will be, what, will they be 1-3 then? After losing to Michigan? Is that accurate? Do I have that yeah, right? Yeah, they would because they've lost twice. They've lost to Penn State and they've lost to Notre Dame. Yeah, they're whipped by Notre Dame. Yep. So, um, regardless, uh, that's the. I'm okay with where they're at, but Michigan at Wisconsin, which will not be easy because Wisconsin can still play good defense. Yes, they you're can. not going to be able to run for 300 on the ground against against the Badgers. So McNamara will have to make some throws. The only thing is for Michigan is Graham Mertz can't make a throw. I started to wonder: Is it Wisconsin not developing these guys? But it doesn't matter. Like he's not hitting the open guys. No. So it, they they can't you can't coach a guy to throw it to exactly where he needs to. Well, let's let so let's play a game here. Are you sure that Michigan is better than Michigan State? I'm not, but I but with how Michigan State played against Nebraska, which we all saw coming, but the Associated right. Press who doesn't watch as intently to every single game, they think oh Nebraska stinks. We all saw that as maybe an upset. You know, yeah, competitive. But, I thought, yeah, right. But according sure. to the AP, they see all oh, Michigan State stumble. Uh, they struggle with Nebraska. Maybe they're not as good as we thought. I don't know. That one's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm happy about this. You, I could also I, you see could, Michigan losing at Nebraska October 9th in the game that I don't know. Nebraska will Nebraska. They'll be. They'll have it within three, and then they'll have a snap over Martinez's head, and Michigan will recover or something. You can convince me that Michigan should be ranked a little higher or a little lower. The next month is going to be fascinating for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think one thing that's really positive about them is that they do know who they are. I don't know mm-hmm. what their off-speed pitch is, though, because they they don't seem to – I think they can win one way right now, and that's why we'll find out this week if they can ever chase. They haven't had Well, what makes yet. me nervous, really nervous, is you're built on the O-line. You're built on yeah. the ground game. We're going back to that 13 personnel, 22 personnel. Okay. You had the ball three times. You're in four-minute drill, and you can't get the conversions 
to ice the game against Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers is fine. They're going to keep swinging. Yeah. But it's just three and outs. Coach, I'm asking for a few first downs. If you are that mantra team, you run it for four, you run it for four. All right, here we are, third and two, boom. You run it for three and a half. Okay, clock goes a little bit. Then run it for two, run it for four, then boom. Oh, fourth and one, do we go for it? Do we pump, pump? Take some time off. But it was three and out, three and out, three and out. And Rutgers missed a field goal in that span. So if you're going to be based off that, you got to be able to ice games. You know, like I'm fine with how they won, but just like if it would have been 2013 and Michigan got the ball and didn't give Rutgers three opportunities to tie it, right? And they would have had like some nine minute drive where they iced it and just took forever and imposed their will. I'd feel a little a lot better about it. Very succinct. Arkansas <laughs> is up to number eight after their win against at Texas A&M, higher or lower. <laughs> Good for Sam Pittman, man. This dude was like an him, assistant man. coach like forever. Him. He grinded. He yep. instilled toughness right away. It's not like they're recruiting out of this world. They do not have the overall talent that Texas A&M have. They whipped them. They do not have the overall Texas uh, talent that Texas has. They whipped them. Honestly, you could make an argument that Arkansas should be ranked higher. You could make yep. a very sound argument that Arkansas should be ranked sixth. They're better than Oklahoma right now. They're better yep. than Notre Dame right now. They're better than I think they're better than Cincinnati right now, based on what I've seen. Based on who they've beaten, based on the talent, the way that they perform, the way they play week to week, who they've won, who they've beaten. You could have them higher, I, and I, I think it would be appropriate. They're better than Oklahoma for sure right now. I think so, too. I'm just waiting for Oklahoma to lose. Oklahoma is going to lose this year. Oh, they're using. Um, oh, yeah, they're losing. And then they if they problems, lose, buddy. you wonder, well, that is that what Lincoln Riley's waiting for to bench Spencer Rattler? Because he has not been good. And you're just wondering if, if the fact that, well, we're winning, but... Uh, well, it's interesting. Uh. Because, so they have another kid on their roster who's uh, the five, number one five-star quarterback came came in this year in the class. Um, but the, the thing with Rattler that's interesting is, like, he's really efficient. They just aren't getting any big plays. None. Yeah. Like, he's, he's about as... He's actually more efficient this year than he was a year ago. He just... They're not getting anything from a big play standpoint, uh, which is weird for Oklahoma. Yeah. They're just average right now. Yeah, they um, are. I, I saw the piece on Arkansas. I love the quote from Coach Pittman. He was saying, I don't know if I'm doing this the right way because I've never done it before as a head coach, but I'm doing it my way. Yeah. And just love how authentic love he comes across, you know, and just absolutely have enjoyed um, their little run here. And, yeah, you could definitely make an argument they should be a little higher. The Buckeyes got jumped by a few and are now 11th, higher or lower. Well, we should be below Ole Miss, based on what I've seen. We're not we're not humming the way they are, not right now. Yeah, I mean, what are we? What are we? We're three and one on reputation at this point. I mean, that's the hard truth. The hard truth is we're three and one on reputation. If you had to make me a betting man, I bet that we are better than Notre Dame. However, I don't want to um, penalize Notre Dame as they just keep winning. You know, right. so, but I, I, if you made me bet on like a neutral site who would win, I'd take us, but that's two spots below. But Florida played Alabama extremely tough. You can't convince me that we're better than Florida. Ole Miss, for sure. Um, I'm okay with where we're at. It's going to take care of itself. All that matters it in this year, yeah. and you alluded to it in college football, is that what team is going to incrementally get better. It's kind of like baseball. You know, you play all these damn games, and that's like all that matters is who gets hot toward when the playoffs start. 
like what rotation starts to hone in, who's hitting well. Like St. Louis Cardinals haven't lost it seems like in, in four, you know, five right. weeks. Right. You know, they just keep winning, winning, winning. And so you think to yourself, okay, that, that that's an issue. That's a team that you don't know one wants to see right now. Well, can Ohio State get to that by time? Can they work through all this stuff to where we look back? And so I remember when Haskell Garrett mentioned 2014, there was a lot of wide openness in college football. Yes. It's that way again, but can you get there? Like, we're not there yet, but no one else really is. You know, everyone else has little, you know, cracks in their armor as well. And so it'll be very interesting um, to see where we are. As of right now, I'm fine with where we're at. I think you could put a slightly lower, but I think you make the point that matters most, and that is that everything is still on the table. There's still a ton of talent. And I think, honestly, in the first four weeks, while there are certainly issues, I think you know who you are now. And I think that's something, certainly offensively, you know who you are. Um, and defensively, it's going to continue to be a little bit of an adventure. But, yeah, I, I think I'd have us just a little bit lower just based on, I mean, right now it's reputation. It's not what's yeah. happening on the field. Two more for you. Penn State, they're now number four, higher or lower. Perfect. It's where I want them. It's where I want them. So if you're playing the game of who should be ranked higher, should Penn State or I, and they'll play, so it doesn't really matter, but which of these two teams should be ranked higher? Um, Iowa goes to Iowa State and wins. Doesn't matter. They've lost twice now, haven't they? Nobody respects Iowa State anymore. Well, Shine you off have Matt to. Campbell? I, no, they still have. Yeah, this, sure. But, I mean, I, I think that that's a big I thought, one. I, trust me. I understand that was a big game. Yeah, that's a big game. But Wisconsin get, has shined off of the Penn State schedule as well. But that game against Auburn will only keep getting prettier. Oh, yeah, so, especially if Auburn has success. I'm okay in, with where Penn State's SEC. at. I'm okay with the rankings, Penn State. I, I, I think love Penn State's a little better. A point game. I think Penn State's a little better than Iowa, too, just from the standpoint of I think Penn State can be explosive offensively because of Dotson. I think James and Franklin also is going to try to is going to try to um, – I was having that conversation with Chops. I was like, it's funny how in today's game of football, nobody believes you can win with a solid defensive performance anymore. Like, all these teams that people have ranked high still, Oklahoma off of offensive reputation. Oh, yeah. Ohio State, offensive reputation. Um, all, all these teams, that's what it is. But, like, only Alabama will ever get, or Georgia will ever get credit for, like, oh, they're deep. Like, Georgia's offense is not that. No. Uh, Georgia's offense is a little bit better than Iowa's. But Iowa just plays complimentary football. I mean, I don't care who you're playing. We've displayed it. The amount of sh- the streak they have of holding teams under 25 points. Yeah, we've played some garbage teams that haven't had that streak. You know what I mean? So they played a lot of good football teams in that span. Yep. Um, I love that. That's going to be four or five, and I haven't decided who I, I, I want. Penn State to maybe win by like a field goal, but that game's in Kinnick, and weird crap just happens in Kinnick, man. It does. Last one for you. I saved it for last. Texas A&M now number 15, higher or lower. I believe we had that. I believe we did. They're worse yeah. than that. They yeah, shouldn't they be 15. They shouldn't be. Well, they every should be two year, two, quite honestly. I mean, Colorado. Every si- went, You're right. Every single leg. year, somebody picks a team out of the SEC to be a darling. And we're just going to put them. And I remember in preseason, I say, by the way, thank you for the platform shops. I remember in preseason, I was going, wait a second. So they're ranked six in the country, and they lost a four-year starter at quarterback. It didn't add well, up. This has been the problem for it them. It did from not the add up. They have been the team that you mentioned. Someone picks a darling from the SEC. They've been that since like Kellen Mond was a sophomore, right? It's since like, Jimbo oh, got Jimbo's there. Everyone was there. Say, watch out for oh, A&M. Yeah. It's not just no. like people on TV. It's really respected guys. Um, 
Why can't I remember? Why am I blanking on the guy's name that does the magazine preseason? Phil Steele. Yes, Phil Steele is usually spot on. Like he is one of the best at like yeah. predicting rosters. I remember reading his magazine like two years ago, saying like wait for the jump from A and M, and because of recruiting and everything else, and it never materialized. And here we are still. I'm like, hold on, did they just lose Kellamon, who everyone wanted us to believe was a legit Heisman guy for like three years and never materialized to believing right. that now they're better? Yeah, and it just I, I have no idea why. I didn't buy it then. I didn't buy it at any. I don't buy it now. Didn't buy it in the season. Like it. No. I don't understand it. Like no. when, when we did the picks last week, I'm like, I don't. They're averaging 77 yards passing a game. Yeah. In 2021, but it's a really be, explosive you're beat 77 yards. Right. I, I think people yeah. fall in. Love. They have pros on defense, and the Spiller kid's a heck of a running back. Yeah. And I know. I'm sure they have an offensive lineman that's projected to be a first rounder. Sure. Okay, fine. But they. This, they did not deserve to be where they were regarded. I didn't. Mm. I never understood it. But every year, it's a new one. It's a new SEC one. We're going to be. Jimbo just keeps getting. Somehow he just keeps getting more money. And more the guy's going to make like two hundred million dollars coaching college football. <laughs> yep. I'm not kidding. Like he's. Gonna, yep. He already has the seventy year, and then he got now he's got ten a year. You'll <laughs> see every penny. It's amazing. It's it's really amazing. Um. But yeah, that one went. We did it. We did a nice job on the picks this week too. That's a good job out of us. Uh, we did. Thank you, Chops, for letting us vent on on, on A&M Texas A and um, All right, we'll go around the. Not a, not a great week uh, for the Big Ten, obviously, but it is nothing compared to what we saw around some of the other places in the country. We get to that coming up next. Austin Warden, about fifteen minutes. Bishman Laurinaitis, right here on the fan. The only radio station still operating with an active booze cart. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. Bo is well-groomed. James brings the boo. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. You know about the incredible deals you can get on the Highlanders, Tacomas, Camrys, all of Toyota's great models if you're in the market for a new car. But if you want to get rid of your car, you can get the best deal right now in your trade-in. Even if you just don't even want to buy a new one, you can just sell it. Go ahead to my man Buddy and DeLacy over there, and they will give you a hassle-free, no-strings-attached offer. So whether you're buying, trading in, selling, whatever you want to do, go east to downtown to Jermaine Toyota at 5711 Scarborough Boulevard, or online, JermaineToyota.net. This is from our buddy Dustin Schutte. We met, we talked a little bit about the Nebraska loss at Michigan State, which was just another only just Nebraska. Nebraska could just lose Nebraska. this way. Like it's, yep. they, you say Clemsoning. That's, that is yep. baby stuff alongside of what these dudes are doing. Yep. I mean, this is every week, it's just the most absurd way. Our buddy Dustin Schutte, a friend of the program, with a tweet that I think sums it up pretty nicely here. He goes, By his count, Nebraska special teams have been responsible for 29-point gap between its opponents this year. Opponents have scored on safety, punt return, and pat return for 11 points. They've left 18 points on the field, five missed field goals, three missed PATs, three losses for Nebraska this year by a total of 18 points. Dude. Three losses by eighteen points. Dude, it's just that's they so can't do the little things. They can't do the little things. If Scott, if you don't have this, they're probably four and one because they played five games already. They're four and one. Yep. And it's a yep. totally different around it. Yep. It's totally different, but it isn't. And this is where they're at. Um, and it's it's just one of those things. This was not a good weekend aside from Nebraska, which was pretty typical for them. Although I thought they'd play hard, picked them to cover. They did. But you look around this league this week, and Wisconsin, it wasn't as bad as 41-13. to 13. That thing 
got away from him in a hurry. Yeah. I think but escalated quickly. It did. Um, Marcus has got his D figured out, though. I will say yeah, he has. that. Yep. He sorted yep. it out. Yep. Um, starting to figure out what his guys can do and what they can't. Yep. Uh, Minnesota losing at home to Bowling Green this weekend? What? That's, I mean... It's impossible. I can't. I, I. That's one that I just don't understand. And even talking to the Akron guys, like the Akron yeah. SID, um, he was like, yeah, Bowling Green's not like that team in the MAC to do that. Mm-mm. You know? So it's, it wasn't like they lost to the MAC champion there. I'll put it that way. No. No, not. Um, now, I did not see Iowa and Colorado State, but that was sluggish out of Iowa. Chops, you watched it. What did you make of the Hawkeyes? In the first half, the Iowa defense couldn't get off the field in on third down, so that was a big issue. They completely fixed that in the second half, and the defense was just smothering. They just still need more from their offense, that, but it seems like Kirk Ferentz is pretty content with, we'll get to somewhere between 20 and 30 points and hold our opponents under 20. Yeah. That's their formula. That's their identity. Yeah. That is their identity. So, um, as you look around, man, you look you look through the conference. I, I expected a lot of people were picking Western Kentucky to upset Indiana. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like because Indiana game. is at Penn State this week, I think. Um, which I expect James Franklin to absolutely oh, try to can. run that one up for the way if last year went. He can. He will. Yes, he um, will. So it's it is. Um, it's an interesting weekend for sure in in the conference, but ultimately it, these games are going to start to get really interesting or start to see things kind of shake out. But for for us, selfishly, you want Penn State to win like a three point game in Kinnick, like a last second field goal. It wouldn't be the end of the. Even, honestly, if it goes either way, that's fine. Um, like even if Iowa wins by three. I just don't want it to be like where one team just rolls, you know. Like I don't want Iowa. I know Chops yeah. does, but I don't want Iowa to beat Penn State like they beat us uh, when we went to Kinnick. Because I just I want there to be as because it's going to be a four or five game. Sure. I want it to be like where team like you walk away from that and you say, man, all right, those are two really good football game teams. So that when we play Penn State, they're still ranked near the top ten, and then when we play Iowa, that they're still ranked near the top ten or in the top ten. Whoever. You know, wins that will obviously be in the top ten. But whoever loses, I want to be flirting. You know, staying at nine ten, kind of in that area. Here's the thing that I'll say: Michigan State's undefeated. Michigan's undefeated. Ohio State with the one loss just to Oregon. Penn State's undefeated. Iowa's undefeated. At least we ain't the ACC, brother. Yep, they're done. Their ACC is beyond done. Yep, they're cooked. Be they forget it. I mean, you're you. This is a de- that's as big of a debacle as you can have in Power Five. What happened to the ACC this year? Yep. The Big Twelve ain't a whole lot better off. Nope, not a whole lot better off. Oklahoma is hanging on by a thread. Yep, by a thread yep. to their viability. They've got big problems there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a, it's a wide open year in college football. It's that is one thing that I think is very. You, you want to talk about 2014? I think there's a lot of that in it. This team ain't that team, not yet. Maybe it nope. can be. Who knows? But but this this is a wide open year, and I think we can do that a month in. I think you can say that. Get Austin Ward's opinion. Uh, he was the one who started the chronicling of the Kavon Pope stuff on, on Saturday um, and brought it to the attention. So we'll ask Austin uh, his impressions of the Buckeyes a month into the season. That's coming up next. Bishman Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. An ex-jock and a very puffy, smooth-faced man. These are the first voices you should hear. Morning juice. Your wake-up service. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The Fan. A show that knows its limitations. He'll learn to control that. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. 
All right, we do it every Monday. We head out on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline for a visit with our good buddy Austin Ward. Covers the Bucks, of course, for Letterman Row, uh, and was the man who, who chronicled the walk-off mm. uh, from Kayvon Pope. And uh, it was fascinating, obviously. Uh, threes, I don't know how, how well you were able to see it from your vantage point. I mean, you're calling a game. You're paying attention to what's in between the lines. Obviously, watching on television, we didn't see it. Austin, you made us aware of it. What was going through your mind as you were witnessing what happened with Pope? And is this – how much of this is – well, this is college football 2021, and how much of it is Ryan Day's got some stuff he's got to sort out, especially on that side of the ball? No Austin on this? Well, I'm right here. There he oh, is. There, there it is. Boy, I, th- the- I thought I had this all fixed. Now I'm, I'm dropping from the start. Um, uh, but it's all good. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean – it was weird, uh, obviously. You're trying to pay attention, to, as you said, to, to James with what's going on in the line, but it, there are certainly guys on this team that, I don't know, just you want to keep your eye on. Maybe something weird can happen. And um, when I saw Taraja Mitchell wave off Kayvon Pope, I kind of just, something just clicked in my brain. And I was like, uh-oh, this this could get weird. Uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, it's, it's transfer portal season. It's uh, you know, issues, you know, in the past with getting on the field and trust, you know, trust situations, workouts, all that sort of thing. I'm just, I'm just going to keep an eye on this. So while James was watching, I think Ronnie Hickman return an interception for a touchdown, I was watching Pope and everything that was transpiring there. And I don't remember seeing anything like it, uh, in my career. Um, you know, you certainly, you, you know, of guys that decide during a game on the sideline, that's it. You know, my career's over, but they don't usually execute that plan while the game is going on in front of 95,000 people. So it was, it was truly wild. Um, you know, I think it's, it's probably a, a relatively isolated incident. I do agree with Ryan day, what he said after the game that, you know, Kayvon Pope, uh, it, I, it's just no other way to say it. It doesn't surprise me that he was involved in something like this. Um, but you know, this is the last couple of weeks players, not being at Carmen, Ohio, and uh, a mid-season transfer portal in the middle of the week for Dallas Gant, and then this. Like, I, I don't think that there are a bunch of underlying issues, but the trend the last few weeks at least doesn't look great. Yeah, Austin, so these are two older guys um, that have kind of been talked about a lot but have been waiting and waiting and waiting. They're not the yeah. only ones. You see it on the back end, too, with Seven Banks, and Seven Banks only gets the start because Cam Brown was down inactive. A lot of people expecting Seven to be that guy, and you know, it had been talked about how you've been in the doghouse the first few weeks. And so if it, I get the sense, and this is no insider information, but I get the sense that they're, the reason you're seeing a lot more younger players playing is that the coaching staff, I don't think they really believe that some of the old vets on the defensive side of the ball, either they're not getting it, or they're just not up to the standard? I don't know. Am I, am I seeing that right? Because it kind of seems like a youth movement going on on defense, but they have to try to balance of, we can't just play majority freshmen because we know where that would get you. But it just seems like, yeah. you know, I'm not sure. It, it's very interesting to see kind of how it's all playing out at every position on the on the defense. Well, that's yeah, that's it's a great point, James. And that's the push and pull if you're going to play these younger guys, which Ohio State clearly uh, wants and or needs to do at this point because the product you know it wasn't solely about the scheme it never was when we talked about those three things you know scheme personnel and coaching you know sort of execution there early on Ohio State was having problems defensively with all three of those things Mm -hmm. so 
you know, you want, you obviously want your veteran guys who've been invested in the program for a long time, you know, spent all that, those hours with Mickey Marotti and know the assignments and all that stuff to be your best players. But, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they weren't producing at the level they needed to. And that includes seven banks. It includes even, you know, you have to include Zach Harrison or Tyreek Smith in there uh, when you're talking about the pass rush from those first few games. And, you know, that they needed to do something where that mass rotation with 26 guys playing was because I think they felt like they needed to let the younger guys see what they could do and if they could pr- provide the energy or if they needed to deal with the growing pains or the lumps because in the long run it would make them better if that was just what the standard of play was going to be like for the veterans. So it's been a really fascinating dynamic for the last couple of weeks. But, you know, I talked to people in there uh, in, the, in the Woody, let's say, Wednesday of last week, and they were encouraged. They said, well, the way that these younger guys are coming on, either the veterans will catch up or they'll check out. But by the middle of October, this could be a really salty defense. And, and again, it's just Tulsa and Akron. I get that. But there are some signs that these younger guys can really play and that, you know, there's a, a little bit of a bright light at the end of the tunnel here for the Buckeyes. Now, they, they obviously have to prove that, but I think they've got a little bit of that sorted out at this point. Yeah, and Austin, you're looking for a bright light, and and let let's do some positive stuff. And it's easy to do so when you're talking about Travion Henderson. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of made the case, and James, and I kind of made the case in the first hour of the show. Like, that's your identity. It's him. It's him, and it's the two backs behind him because Mayan Williams and, and Master Teague are a load too. Uh, this to me, I go back to the the Big Ten championship game from a year ago. Offense pass game still trying to find its way. Young quarterbacks, young kids. Hey man, let's let's understand this. We can block it and we can run it with those three guys. And the guy wearing thirty two is special. To me, that's the engine yeah. of this offense going forward. And I think that he got you know that that workload. You look at it on paper. Oh, eight carries and relatively balanced. I think he got the that's the night off for a starter. You gave eight good carries. He's almost had a hundred yards on those attempts and two touchdowns. Like all right, you're about to get. 30 once we get into the middle of these bigger games in the Big Ten. Let's save some of the wear and tear. I think they've already reached that point after just that one performance against Tulsa. It's like, okay, he's he's got what we need. And it, this was supposed to, you know, I think if you asked Tony Alford and he gave he had the truth serum in him, he'd say, yeah, by week six, week seven, Travion Henderson should pull ahead. The road, There won't need to be a rotation. He's that good, that special. But this is another like I just asked, you know, like James just talked about on defensively, it became clear that the best guys needed to be out there and you couldn't spare feelings in those situations with playing time because the margin for error was gone. They didn't get to ease into anything. So you threw Travion Henderson out there. He showed exactly why he was a five-star, why he was one of the most coveted running backs that Ohio State has pursued in several years or a long time. And, and now you go to Rutgers on the road, I don't know exactly how it's going to play. I don't know what to make out of their start or what they did in the big house last weekend. Um, but I know that Greg Schiano will throw everything at the wall to try and pull off this upset there. So you're going to need to bring your running game. And Ohio State, on the flip side, will have to stop the run. But I think it's clear that the highest upside for Ohio State's offense is when Travion Henderson is on the field. Austin, do you think C.J. Stroud's going to be out there on Saturday? Do you feel like this was really just a one-week deal or – um, any question throughout this week for Coach Day to see where he's at? Yeah, I think that if the training staff says there's no pain, if C.J. Stroud says this is this is good, that's what I needed, I, I fully believe that he will be the starter. Uh, Kyle McCord did some encouraging things on Saturday. There's no question about that. And, you know, if it had gone a different way and 
or, or C.J. Stroud wasn't around here. And I want it to be clear. I know that there's the debate, and we're always going to talk about a controversy. There was no uncertainty that C.J. Stroud was going to be the starter. He is viewed as clearly the best option for Ohio State uh, by those who've been watching all the practices and doing that evaluation. So if he's healthy, he will be the starter. Kyle McCord is still very good. And I think what Saturday may give Ohio State is, all right, well, if the shoulder injury lingers or if there's a, a game where maybe something's off and the production's not there, maybe the maybe that shortens the leash because now you know what Kyle McCord can do well, what you know, he's more comfortable. You don't you're not really throwing him out there for the very first time in his career. So that that helps Ohio State. But as long as that rest did CJ Stroud's shoulder well, I do expect that he will start on Saturday. Austin, you're the best, buddy. Appreciate your time on a Monday as always. All right, see you, boys. All right, our good buddy Austin Ward covers the Bucks for Letterman Row. We hit thing or not a thing up next. Bishman Laurinite is right here on the fan. Radio. It opens your mind to stimulating conversation and live sports. And best of all, it still costs zero dollars. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. Simultaneously passing the eye test, the smell test, and the ear test. Huge win. It's a big win. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. I talk a little thing or not a thing. Choppers here. Go, Chops. Bishop and Laurinaitis. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Geico Insurance. Here we go on a reaction Monday. Dallas Cowboys right tackle L. Collins was suspended after trying to bribe the league's drug test collector, sources told ESPN. Players cannot be suspended for positive marijuana tests under the NFL's collective bargaining agreement, but Collins' issue was multiple missed tests and trying to bribe the test collector, sources said. Thing or not a thing? <laughs> this is this is how it goes, huh? Like, this is how it can go. You do anything you can. I mean this. I mean, thankfully they're not they're not doing the marijuana test more. Answer. Um, it's hilarious. I mean, it's here's a story for you. Speaking of the Cowboys, the guy drug tested my high school basketball. You remember the movie Donnie Brasco? Yeah, remember that movie, Johnny Depp and yeah. Al Pacino. Really good yep. uh, movie. So my high school basketball coach was from Dallas. His dad was one of the guys who worked with Donnie Brasco and retired from the FBI and he was the one in charge of drug testing for the Cowboys. And they have a lot of those guys end up doing that, do the drug tests. A lot of a lot of former FBI CIA guys, they do that for the NFL for the perks. It um that's uh, for the perks. That's quite a that's quite a deal to have to go through for the perks. There's certain limits I'm willing to go to, but uh well, never mind. I'm not going down this path. Um, I don't. I want to keep my job. Um, <laughs> I want to keep my job. Look. So, what's unique about this is obviously you can't bribe the drug tester. Um, now, I heard some of the missed tests were excused, like for the death of the strength coach a year ago. Remember, the strength coach passed away. Um, oh yeah. At Dallas, he asked for clearance. He had to miss a drug test because of that. They're considering that one as one of the miss. I'm like, but he got okayed. You know, it's kind of like back in school when I asked, you know, can I go to this dinner with compliance? And they said, sure you can. Can I bring my brother and sister-in-law as well and my girlfriend? Sure you can. That's all okay. And then three weeks later, say, actually, no, you owe $200 of the bill because we were wrong. Oh, okay. Why don't you pay at Ohio State? You were wrong. You told me I could do it. Anyway, that's besides the point. Can't bribe a drug tester. 
We talked about them in higher or lower, but Clemson has not fallen out of the top 10 since September of 2015. They had been in the AP Top 10 for 97 straight weeks, tied with Alabama for the second longest streak in the poll era. Thing or not a thing? Well, I mean, it's a, it, is, it is certainly a, a very, very big thing. The fact that they never dropped out of the top 10 for almost 100 weeks is absolutely crazy. Is the longest streak in the poll era Florida State? That'd be my guess. Florida State finished ranked in the top three in the country every year from 1988 to 2001, 2000. Yep. So they had a 13-year yep. stretch of finishing in the top three in the country, which is it will never happen again. Um, but this is... I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Clemson's ascent happens at the same time that Florida State's decline happens. Oh, no way. Yeah. That that's, that's, no way. That happened. One allows for the other. I mean, Dabo took it. Full credit. He took it from him. Um, but right as Jimbo was falling off, Dabo came in, and the rest is history. Yep. Yep. And I think that... Um this is a. It's going to be interesting to see if this is just a blip, which I think it will be. They still have talent on there, but they they have a lot of issues, man. A lot of yep. issues, and and I wouldn't be shocked if they lost another game this year. Oh no, I, I'm with you. I, and, I, and the ACC is trash, but they could lose a couple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lions coach Dan Campbell on the seemingly missed delay of game penalty, a play before the Ravens made a game-winning 66-yard field goal. Quote. There's nothing I can say to that because it's the same thing. Tomorrow you'll get an apology, and it doesn't mean anything. That's life, and that's the hand we were dealt. Thing or not a thing? It's the right that's the only thing to say. This is how the NFL works. You'll get an apology. We blew it, boy. And then you'll deal with it, and that's it. And it stinks because they've played hard, which is why I picked them to cover this week, and they did. They've played hard in every game they've played. They fought back against the four. And this is what's hard when you're on – when you're in programs like this one, you can feel like you're doing almost everything right and you cannot catch a single break, man. Yeah. And that's what the Lions yeah. are right now. They cannot catch a break. So the really frustrating thing to me about it, for one, that's the only thing you can say. Because if you go out against the officials, the NFL will find you. And so then now you're losing money and you're mad um, about it. And you'll get your apology, but you'll still be fine. Um, but I, I will say this. I What was more frustrating to me than the missed delay a game was the fact that you gave up a 4th and 16. Your underneath coverage didn't have his heels at the first down marker. That's bad coaching. It was. I mean, it's it's bad coaching. And it's terrible awareness on the player. It's both. It's both. Everyone's involved on that. 4th and 16, what we would have called is probably 53 buzz sticks, meaning everyone on the underneath coverage puts their heels at 16 yards. And guess what? If there's no one in front of you, get deep. You can even drop 20 yards to stop the deep right. routes. Because if he throws the check down, you're going to stop him. Because everyone's going to rally. You have four underneath yeah. defenders to rally up and get a guy down. I I was just... When that happened, I literally when they converted that, I said they deserve to lose. Yeah. All four quarterbacks... Still penalty, by the way. I'm sorry. But it should have been a penalty. But yeah, sorry. All four quarterbacks from the 2019 College Football Playoffs started in the NFL Sunday or will start tonight. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. Thing or not a thing? Well, certainly a thing. I mean, that, that's college football, right? How many times when we were doing the uh, you know the the twenty most interesting teams? How many teams did we say, yeah, but do they have a quarterback? You have yeah. to have a quarterback. Now, mm-hmm. I would also say that Jalen Hurts is off to a nice second season. Joe Burrow's off to a nice second season. 
Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Welcome to the NFL, fellas. Mm-hmm. Rough. Yeah, and, and neither really helped out much. Um, but that, yeah, I still mean, that, I think that's been the biggest shift in college football was back in the day you could win a national title with having a, a solid college quarterback. I'm not sure you're winning national titles without having a dude at quarterback now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree with you. I when you we won to. the title in 02, Krenzel wasn't considered a first-round pick. Dude, you know what I mean? So, Oh, for sure, yeah. It, it's the evolution of that. And Alabama won plenty without a guy, right? But Not recently, though. Think about it. Not recently, yeah. Two more for you. We'll start with Alabama, who seems like every week has a crazy stat about winning. On Saturday, the Crimson Tide set an NCAA record with their 100th straight win over an unranked opponent. Thing or not a thing? That's how it should be. It is, but it's hard. That ain't how it is. That is how it should be, but that ain't how it is. They just don't. The two things that are really amazing, I mean, there's so many things that are amazing about his tenure there, but that is one. Never lose to an unranked team. That's unbelievable. Yep. You think of the unranked teams we've lost to um, during that stretch. Zero losses to unranked teams. He's only been blown out. Clemson got him Lawrence's freshman year Yep. in the in the national championship. And other than that, I think he maybe had, I mean, we looked this up a couple years ago, he had like one loss by 11 early on. But other than that, the losses are close here and there, right? And then, of course, the national championship is pretty impressive. Last one for you. According to Matt Brown of The Athletic, Notre Dame had three rushing yards Saturday. They are the only team since at least 2000 to win a game by 28-plus points with fewer than 10 rushing yards. Thing or not a thing? I watched that game threes, and I wouldn't have had this. Yeah. I guess I didn't even pick up on this. No, they can't run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. It's a big issue. Yeah, and I don't know if they can score it enough to beat, I mean, like Wisconsin, Mertz is terrible. Yeah. But I don't know if they can score it enough to beat. No, early on, I think I like Cincinnati. I think you're not going to be able to run the ball in Cincinnati. Um, I think their defense is really good. And then Desmond Ritter is way better than Graham Mertz, and he has the ability to run the ball as well. I think there's there's issues there. Yeah. it's going to be interesting, obviously, for multiple reasons for us here, but it's going to be a very interesting uh, kind of how they do it. But Notre Dame, having an All-American running back, can't run the football, and they really can't protect that well. Their O-line is 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 an issue, and that's what yeah. Pete was telling us last week and just kept showing itself. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Marcus certainly had himself a day. Him and his defense had a day against, uh, against Wisconsin. Uh, the Buckeyes had a day offensively. Crazy on the sidelines as well. We blitz it and put it into perspective coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. In our quest to shove as much football in your ear hole as possible, we become the radio home for the Browns. If they're awesome, it's all our fault. The Fan. Big in Montana and also Minnesota and everywhere else too. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Indeed you are on a Reaction Monday edition of the program brought to you by our great friends at Taco Bell. Right here on the fan on Reaction Monday. Bucks with a win, Browns with a win, Bengals with a win. We'll get into all of those three entities coming up here in the final hour of the program here on a Monday. Let's blitz it first, my friend. All right, threes, you called it. What do we do well? Um, it's it's tough when you're going through this after a win it against Akron. You know, um, yep. I think we I think we can run the football. I think I put that with think for a reason. I. I believe it's something that we are going to continue to rely on more and more as the year goes on. 
Obviously, bigger challenges coming down the way with uh, Rutgers and Maryland. It's going to be even a step up from Tulsa, uh, a significant step up from Tulsa, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where we're at with all that. Um, but I do believe that running the football will become our offensive identity. Yeah, I think that's it. Now, you're going to get a real test. Isn't Rutgers number one in the Big Ten in defense? I don't know. I think they are. They're maybe one against rush defense. They're really good. They're really good defensively. They're sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you'll find out. But it, I think it is the run game. And I think if you're looking for, you know, a lot of people throw out the 2014 team. One thing about 2014 that happened was, now he wasn't a freshman, he was a sophomore, but was Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Zeke Elliott emerged yep. as a bell cow, as a stud tailback. And I yep. think you got one here now in Travion Henderson. Um, yep. And I think all of the hype around him was warranted. Very clearly it is. He's special. You can rely on him. And offensively, I think you can build everything off of that offensive line and, and his abilities. And I think the other two guys aren't slouches either. And I think they're yep. great change of pace. So I think that's it. It's We run the ball really well. I think yep. it's still a work of progress in the pass game. Defensively, there's a lot of issues. But that's something we can do. We can run the football. We won't beat Bam if we continue to do this. There's a lot. Um, you know, I just think that it's going to – I'll put it this way. The pass rush – I mean, I understand the numbers, guys. I'm not dumb there, but it's, it's diving deeper. Um, it's going to have to be can we, can we get a faster pass rush um, than what we've gotten. And this – look – I'm not going to take away when you have the production you do on the D-line. That's great. But you were going against a, a kid making his second start who was a dual-threat guy who was looking to run a chance he got. So some of those were just hustle plays, which you appreciate. Um, and I think you just have to get – if we don't settle the nerves early on in games at QB, no matter who it is, you know, just settle the nerves. Um because if you if you hit the throws that are there with Olave and Garrett Wilson and the crew, you're going to have somebody open to throw the ball to. Yeah. If you hit the open receivers, you're going to be fine, especially with the way you're on the football. But if you don't hit the open guys early, you're giving teams a chance with our with our defense that is still unknown how how good they're going to be this year, a chance to fall behind early in games. And I just don't. And I think it just adds the anxiety with a young quarterback. So I would just say early game performance from the QB position. Yeah, you know, obviously there's about a, there's a lot of things you can mention defensively here, yeah. but I think it's gonna it's gonna start getting back to, and this is something we said in the first hour, the run to the pass, the run marries to the pass, the run sets up the pass. I think that that has to be the identity, and and that will take some of the nervousness out of the out of these young quarterbacks because you're right, it's we haven't had a really clean start throwing the football yet this year, and for what we have up front, what we have on the outside. That's going to have to be a part of it. We're a long ways from being in that conversation. But again, go back to 14. JT Barrett wasn't that in September. Turned into that. And then eventually yeah. it ended up being Cardale Jones was the one who ended up doing it. But you build towards that. And that's something Ryan Day has got to sort out over the course of the next couple of weeks. All the while, while winning. Yeah. And that's that's going to be his that's going to be his challenge. Uh, what would you like to see more of? What's crazy is that Kyle McCord threw for over 300 yards in his first career start as a sure. freshman. And you still feel that's like... The- so, well, let's stay here. Stay on that for just a second. Because some of it's That's tough. Why it's, it's a so bubble hard. screen to Garrett Wilson. Right. That went for a big gain. It is, um, you know, the quick throws. Obviously, the the shovel pass stuff kind of it counts as a pass. So, 
Um, the pass to Jackson Smith and Jigba was great, but it does it is hard to really truly judge. And some of that is because of what we've seen with Justin Fields, honestly. Um, sure. And the expectations on what Justin kind of provided for us. But yeah. Well, the, um, the other thing is, is this is why it's hard to evaluate when you play Akron. Yes. You don't. Yes. You know what? Do you, how do you make sense? Like, yeah. Yep. He, what did he miss on five throws and threw for three hundred yards? Yep. But you're like, okay. What, 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 what sense do I make of this? Yep. I think so. Things we have to improve on, or right to see more of. I just need to see more of our defense. I need to see more of our scheme. It's encouraging. We had the one, the pick in the zone coverage to me was ten times more impressive than Ronnie Hickman's pick six because yeah. it should have been a completion to the tight end for six yards, right? So, although you're happy for the defensive score, I'm more excited when you see a zone guy driving the football and make have a nice pick. You know what I mean? Um, that that's more impressive to me because we're gonna be playing more zone. Are you understanding the matchups better? Are you triggering faster on the eyes of the quarterback? It's Akron, but can you do it the same thing this week to Noah Vedral? Can you do it against Talia Tagovailoa? There's a lot of things that you're going to be able to have to try to look for as you continue on, but I need to see more of our defense in order to really get a good feel for the team as a whole. Yeah, and I think on that side of the ball, it's time to play the kids. Yeah. Just play the kids, and it looks like that's where they're trending. Like, we're, the feelers, are, we're done worrying about feelings. Like, you got to play the kids who can play, and if they can pick it up faster and in the end have more talent, play them. And away we go. I think that's kind of where you're at uh, on that side of the ball. Offensive pl- player who wowed. I think. I mean, it's, it's for me. It's still Travion Henderson. You could pick Garrett Wilson here, but we, we're used to being wowed by Garrett. Um, mm-hmm. It's become expected. Um, <laughs> I think it's starting to get ridiculous. that way with Travion Henderson too. Um, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go Travion. Yeah, I mean he's he's a, an absolute sensation. Uh, I think Emeka Abuka is gave you a little taste. Right? Like, you yeah. go, good grief. Yeah. How many guys do you have? Yep. How many guys do you have at, at receiver? They have yep. so much talent there. And, you know, you just can't. There's not enough ball to go around to all of them. But he is going to be a straight-up dude here. That's obvious uh, for, for you know, for the next two years. Because that's about all that's going to be here. I'm certain yep. of that. Um, all right. Defensive player who wowed. And, by the way, I just got the push notification that um, McCord is named Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Yeah, good for him. We've owned it every single week, by the way. Um, first time in Ohio State history, a true freshman quarterback and running back started a game. Yeah, um, that was cool. Defensive player who wowed at me in Haskell Garrett. The All-American got three sacks. That's what, that's what you need out of him against Akron. He adjusted his rush lanes after Irons had some scrambles early on. And uh, so a couple of those are, are you know, him running into him doesn't matter. It says in this box score, three sacks. I thought he played well, and he's going to continue to be one of the leaders that the defense is going to need to elevate his play. Yeah, and he, it's beyond just the play on the field. He's got a lead, right? Yep. I mean, he's got to pull up those young kids that are playing next to him, the kids that are playing behind him. Lot they, There needs to be somebody on that side of the ball, really both sides of the ball. There needs to be some real leaders step up on this yep. team in the center of the field, right? And he certainly counts there on the defensive line. It's tough, though. Uh, coach, who earned his courtesy car this week? I put Coach Day because true freshman quarterback, um, dealing with all the issues with LB transferring and playing time and trying to figure out who deserves to play, who doesn't, all these things. Um, it's a lot going on. There's a lot going on right now in that locker room. And so to be able to, to rally the crew, get a 59-7 to win, it looked like it was supposed to look, right? That's exactly what we expected it to look like. Um, and yet there's still things in a massive win that he can get after his team about. So... 
I, I think for for me and, and look, he is the quarterback developer in that in that uh, staff. So uh, he'll he'll get the courtesy car. I'm assuming from Riker because Riker's you know given out a lot of cars. They do, yeah. C.J. Barnett, man, my guy cleaned that up. I was I remember going, <laughs> I remember talking to C.J. when he committed to Ohio State. Uh, went over to the Dayton area and interviewed him at his house. Um, has his career here. Goes into law enforcement now. I mean, he cleaned it up. He, that he was the wolf in that situation. That's his job. Good, good. That's his job. Good job out of C.J. Barnett. Uh, getting that. Getting that thing. Uh, let's get you to the locker room, son. We're going in here right now. That's, that's how that's going to go. Let's calm down. Could have got worse. Let's have a talk. We're, I'm going to so walk with. Probably you. saw the tweet. Probably said, "Hey, you uh-huh. know what? Um, even if you're done here, hey, right. good luck. Let's change it. Come on. Yep. Let's go. Come on. Let's get Looks out like of here. Picture. Yep. Good job out of C.J. Game balls on offense. We get your game ball. Yeah, I'll go to I'll go to Henderson. He's a different. I mean, you can go to Henderson. You can go Garrett. Heck, you can go Kyle. I don't care who you go, but I like Henderson. I don't hand out game balls against Akron. Game ball on defense. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Haskell Garrett. Yeah, he's he would be the one. It's again. It's so hard. It's so hard. And then to play him the fourth week, you know, it's just tough a, one. it was a tough yeah. one. It's hard to evaluate it. Uh, can this team win the Big Ten grade? Not win at all. Can this team win the Big Ten? grade? Um, I'm gonna go at a B. I'm gonna go at a B. Um, of course they can. It's just I. What did I have it the week before? B. I can't. I can't just bump it up because it's Akron. Yeah. So, I'll say this: the the run through the schedule for us going forward is going to be a lot more entertaining than we all thought back before before the season started. Rutgers, you know? Maryland, then where? Rutgers, Maryland, at Indiana, um, hosting Penn State, at Nebraska, um, hosting Purdue, which will probably be... Purdue, honestly, is the only game you look at to where you're like, I can see it being a a cupcake. Right. Because, I mean, look, Rutgers is going to fight you. Maryland has the talent at the wide receiver position, and their defense is playing better. Indiana's a wild card to me. Do they still care at that point of the season? Penn State's a, a real football team. At Nebraska, I... I don't even know. That's, what to think that's of a who knows too, buddy. Because how do you keep people engaged? How do you keep them engaged? Yeah, when, when Nebraska everything has the toughest can go wrong. Nebraska does. stretch. I mean, my goodness, their schedule was tough before they thought before we knew Sparty was going to be undefeated. Think about that. Like Nebraska's schedule was was difficult before the like, preseason. All toughest schedule that was before, and that, and we, that was going in thinking that Sparty was going to be the last team in the Big Ten East. Yeah. Now they have to beat Northwestern this week, but then they host Michigan. They go to Minnesota, which obviously might be a little easier. Purdue, but they still have to host Ohio State, travel to Wisconsin, and then they'll host Iowa, Iowa. on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which they have I'll a hard time making a bowl game. Oh, God, they're not making a bowl game. They're not making unfortunately. a bowl unfortunately. And I don't know what that yeah. says about Scott. Yeah. yeah, I think we do, unfortunately. Um, yeah, for sure. And honestly, I feel, I feel okay in terms of can you win the Big Ten. Yeah, you can. Of course you can. You got a kid at tailback who's as good as anybody in the country. You got two first round receivers. Your offensive line's good. The quarterbacks are going to get better and better. There, there are no juggernauts in this league. There, are th- there are two really good teams in Penn State and Iowa. Two really good teams, and you're probably going to have to beat them both to win the Big Ten. Well, you're going to have to beat them both, provided I'm, I'm assuming Iowa comes out of the West. I'm sure that they will, um, but you're going to have to beat Penn State. So, so the, you know, you have the talent to do it. You can grow. These young quarterbacks can grow. I yeah. feel fine. Yeah, you can win the Big Ten. I don't feel fine yet about the defense yet. 
I think it's that's fair. The only area. But it so I guess the I guess the reason I do is I feel like offensively we still ought to be able to score with anybody. So we even can. if we can't get stops we against can. Penn State, but Penn State's defense scares me. I think Penn State will be able to get us. All it takes is a holding call, yeah, you know, right. a, a sack, yeah. and here you are. And you know, what? I mean, because I think Penn State's better than Oregon, but I, I still have a very bad sense that Oregon's yeah, going to lose close. a regular season Pac-12 game. Oregon, Oregon, Penn State is a tough one to mm-hmm. try to decide what where yeah. those two. The other thing to remember with Oregon is. Thibodeau didn't play. He hadn't played yet. Right. Right. I mean, he was active for the game this weekend, but I don't know that he played. He was. I, I just had this count. very bad feeling that Oregon is going to somewhere along the line just blow it and like lose a like that. Not that it kick. affects us, but just lose like a Pac-12 game. Yeah, they'll lose like a ten thirty kick at Arizona. Ten thirty like kick. Washington they'll lose, State you know, the battle against the game. Beavers or something. We're yeah. like, come on. Yeah, don't do that. Um, you wanted you. You said Justin Fields spoiled us. I think you spoiled Justin Fields as well. He his welcome to the NFL moment was about as rude of a welcome as you could ever have. Uh, I actually took the boys up there. It was. I just I felt bad for him. I really did. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into it coming up next. Bishop and Lauren Ines right here on the fan. We are everywhere on your radio, online, the fan app, Alexa, and behind you in your car right now. Too creepy. Sorry. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Pushing the limit of how many times you can say the word thing in one show. That's the next thing. That is the next thing. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. Bishop and Laurenitis right here on the fan. And look, if you want to sell your vehicle, you need to go give my guys at Jermaine Toyota a chance. They will give you a hassle-free offer. They just want your car on their lot. Hey, if you want to trade in, they have amazing deals right now going on in all of their great Toyota models. I'm driving around a beautiful black tundra right now spacious in the second row the girls love it they love having all the windows down feels like a wind tunnel going through there but go give my friends buddy and delacy an opportunity they're at 5711 scarborough boulevard or you can catch them online jermaine so as i mentioned i took the boys up to cleveland we watched the uh watch the browns uh and the bears and i was excited to see uh not only cleveland's defense fully healthy and you saw it from the first snap. I mean, they had Wusu Koromoa, Delpit, Harrison, Johnson all on the field to start the game. I believe we had that on Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa having a big impact yes. in the game, and he, he certainly did. He's the highest-graded defensive player in football by PFF uh, last weekend. He's the highest-graded linebacker in all of football who've played 20% of their snaps. So that's who that guy is. I believe you had that um, going way back to last mm. year. Um, so... And, and we'll spend a lot of time on the Brown side of things tomorrow. We'll touch on it a little bit here. What? How Matt Nagy failed Justin Fields mm. so extraordinarily? Mm. This is why we didn't want him there, guys. Yeah. This is why we said San Francisco. Yeah. Come on, get to San Francisco. Yep. Get to Denver. Yep. Don't be here. Don't be there. And that's what I mean. To not adjust, as Miles Garrett was just, re- and it wasn't just Garrett. I mean, it was coming from everywhere. It was coming from everywhere. Garrett's just the best of the bunch. But him going around and around. I mean, how old is Jason Peters? Jason Peters. Oh God, he was a good player. Thirty-seven. He's a really good player in his yeah. prime. Oh, well, him still playing is almost as impressive as Tom still going at quarterback. Might be more impressive at tackle, but he ain't oh. the same Jason Peters. No. No. Yeah. No, 
And to not do anything, to not put him on. Even Miles said afterwards, like, we were surprised that they didn't put him on the move. Yeah. We were surprised they didn't take advantage of his athleticism. And even when they did, Joe Woods had his number. I'm thinking about the play he down did. in the red zone where it looked like Justin tweaked his knee. Thank goodness he was all right and he slipped. But they sent Ronnie Harrison. They, whenever they had him in a certain area, Joe Woods was going to blitz to the backside or the field side thinking they're going to try to get this guy in the move, and they had somebody there and contained yep. to keep him boxed in. Yeah, Owusu Koromo was in on one of those yeah. where he rolled out and he was there waiting. Yeah, you're right. In the red zone, he had no chance. I mean, it was as, as soon as he turned, he was on the ground. Um, if you're a Bears just, fan, you have to wonder if it was on purpose. I'm not going to give like that's what I was going to say. to win a game, but as the game progressed, and you don't adjust, either you're just not very smart, or you d- didn't want this to become a controversy. Because now you get to go back and see, well, there were some things Justin missed. You know, it wasn't all just the O line. You know, and you can kind of say Andy's still arguing. You know, so that's what I was going to say. That to you. It does it say, appears- look, put a tight end there, chip Miles Garrett every single time. I mean, it's really, I don't know, man. It just well, means- that's what I was going to say to you. It looked to me like they were running the offense they'd run with Andy Dalton. Yeah, not one for Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I mean, I had that wrong. I thought for sure Nagy would at least build an offensive game plan that would yeah. put Fields in a position to succeed. Justin, there was nothing out there. Right. There was nothing out there for him. Yeah. And on the on the other side, and you worry about him. That's why we didn't. This is why we you didn't want him there because of what happened and the way that that organization handles quarterbacks. Yeah. Now I think he's special enough to overcome it. He's not the only rookie quarterback who's struggling. Look at Zach Wilson. Look at Trevor Lawrence. Um, they are struggling in, in a fantastic just yep. m- just some absolute boneheaded interceptions um, from all of those guys. Um, yep. But he was beaten. And that's the thing that would be concerning for me. It's not him misreading it and throwing a bad ball or not seeing something and throwing it. I saw a kid who was beaten. I mean, they beat him up. They hit him constantly. And that's how you start to see shadows. And so remember when I told you back in before the season that you would see Joe Woods put Clowney inside and line up on the same side with Miles Garrett, which happened, you know, it they're finding different how do we overwhelm an offensive line? Put those two cats. I think it's also something else, bud. Like Justin Fields, in your first start, it's it's an it's a realization of the DNs. And Greg Olson mentioned this yesterday, but the DNs that you would scoot away from, in like for instance, when Baker came to the league, we all saw Baker in college be able to scram scramble for some first downs and just looked like he was very athletic, right? Sure. Oh, and Baker yeah. is athletic. He is. But when nice Baker scrambles in the NFL, it does not look athletic. Like I'll, I'll say it right now, like, when Baker scrambles, like he goes, and it's not like, oh wow, like he's pretty quick. It's like, oh okay, he picked it up. But when you yeah. see dudes that are hawking him, that's just the speed of the league. So you see Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney hawking you down. That's way, that's way different than you know the DNs that he was seeing in in the Big Ten. There's only a couple like Jason Oway's one, obviously, that comes but to mind. But there's only him, a couple that could hawk right? him like that. Yeah. So there, it, it's, I think it's just a realization. Like so, for instance, like when he does the sack that I'm thinking about is Miles Garrett when he clips his heels. That's like I was Justin just was running, but he was still looking downfield. You know, and he's I looking downfield, and it's kind of that trot of like 75 percent. We're like, no, when you go and you're facing those guys, you better you're running the forty of the combine. Yeah. You know, and you got a haul because the D ends in this league. I mean, you saw it on the other side too, don't get me wrong. Robert Quinn had a day. Um Robert oh, looked the like the St. Louis Rams, Robert Quinn. Yeah. Um but yeah, you Khalil see these DNs, man, day, they can fly sure. in the league. 
Yep. Yeah, that, that's probably. I was just going to say that sack that you're talking about, where Miles shoestringed him. That's probably the first time that's ever happened in Justin Fields' life, where he because he he breaks. There's nobody out there. He out and Garrett tracks him down. Yep. Miles is fast enough to track him down yep. and shoestring him. I'm guessing that's yep. never happened in Fields' career, where he no. makes the move in the pocket, gets outside of it, no. and gets caught from behind. There's been no D lineman that's ever caught no. Justin Fields in his career. Never, never. And Miles, I mean, that's how special Miles is, too. Yeah. Um, and you could feel this game coming from Miles. I mean, he had an interesting week at the press, uh, at the podium. You can't uh, call people out and then not ball out. Like, you knew he out. was going to be ready, right? Like, if you're going to talk about we need an elevator, yeah. you better start with you. And he certainly did that. What, this is what, this was what, and this is this goes back to what we said last week when we were previewing the game. Um, and we said, listen, this is what Andrew Barry put this defense together for. Not Justin Fields specifically, but for Lamar and for Mahomes. Yep. This is what he built it for. So yep. you're exactly right. When they signed Jadavian Clowney, of course, yeah, they're going to put Jadavian Clowney opposite Miles. But on, but when they go to rush packages, mm-hmm. passing packages, yep. they're going to put them next to each other with Tack McKinley, who, by the way, got a sack, right? Yep. And then what are we going to do? Well, we're going to draft a bunch of guys who are – guys, you're probably sick of hearing me say it. We're going to draft a bunch of guys about the same height and weight, and we're going to sign them in free agency. They have like six guys who are between 6'1 and 6'3, between, between 224 and 230. And they wear everything from number 28 to 22 to 33 to 43. Yep. Four, when Anthony Walker comes back, they all look the same. Who's yep. coming? Who's going? They're clones. Grant, Grant Delpit yesterday covered Allen Robinson in the slot like a glove. Mm-hmm. And he can run like a missile. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa can drop. He's so quick. He got in on that sack, too. Yep. Blitzing machines. They start Ronnie Harrison, the very first play of the game, Delpit starts down low, Harrison's back. They yep. swap as Field starts to do the cadence. And Ronnie comes up and Delpit comes back. If you're Justin, you're going, What is where's it coming from? Right. What is this? It, it was a it, it's a tough it really it was it was a really tough thing. And look, we can't judge you can't judge Justin. I'm not judging Justin off one game. But I no, am judging Matt Nagy. Yes. I'm judging Mac Nagy because he did not put his quarterback in the best position to succeed. He did not. He he did not help protect him. Once you realize that Miles was going to be a problem like that, you at least have to try to chip him with a tight end off. And here's what Joe Woods would do. Okay, hey, guys, here's what they're doing. They're just going to try to chip and release. What we'll do is we'll put Clowney and Miles. You guys go on the same side, but you know what, Miles? You stunt inside, take two steps upfield, give the tight end an idea like he's going to chip you, then come back in and work one-on-one on the guard. We'll have Jadavion push from the three technique, which is the outside eye of the guard. He'll go, and he'll just automatically loop to the outside because that by that time, by the time he pushes through the inside eye of the tackle, all that tight end's going to do is, oh, well, he went inside, so I'm going to release. No one the chip. I'm releasing now, and now you got your one-on-one still. Yeah. It was but at least he tried. I didn't even see him try. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I I hope that Justin gets. I hope they put sit him down, and we get rid of Nagy. You get rid of Nagy in the off season, and you because you only can do this a couple times. Yeah, you, you know, like how much can a kid take? And I the start is as bad as it could be. It was as bad as it could be. Um, speaking of as bad as it can be, Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Wow, 
big-time problems over there. Jamar Chase looks pretty good, by the way, uh, for Cincinnati. We'll get into that game coming up next. Bishop and Lauren is right here on The Fan. One, two, three. The Daily Coach Ryan Day Show is brought to you locally by Credit Union of Ohio and by Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. This is the Ryan Day Show brought to you statewide by Safe Flat Auto Glass. Ryan, did you like the balance of your offense after this win over Akron today? Yeah, I, I thought there were some good things there. Um, you know, we did have a good week of practice, and I thought we executed decently at times, other times, you know, just okay. Um, so, I mean, you know, a lot to, lot to build on here. Uh, I think the idea is that if we're getting better every week, then, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll have a chance to get to where we want to be at the end of the season. But um, some good things for sure. How would you assess Kyle's quarterback play today? Uh, kind of up and down. I, I thought he did some decent things. Um, you know, I, th- I thought he had a hard time finding the, the rhythm of the game early on. But, um, you know, they, he did make a couple nice throws, which was good. Uh, so I'll we'll have to watch the film and kind of see where his eyes were. Another comment in just a moment. Top shelf conversation from top shelf gentlemen. That's a pretty emphatic situation. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. Enjoy Timmy Hall, time is pal, Friday night under the lights of the Vance High School Football Game of the Week. Coverage of this week's matchup, Marysville and Dublin Jerome, starts Friday night at 6.30 on the fan. Catch highlights and scores from high school football games around Central Ohio on 1st and 10, Friday nights, 11.15 on 10 TV. Isn't there a linebacker from Marysville that's a commit? Yeah. Gabe Powers, is that right? I don't know. You said it, it relatively emphatically. Sounded good. Yeah. I think I only know that because my guy was trying to get me, my friend Ben Person, you remember Ben? I do, yeah, for was sure. was trying to get me in contact with him. Um, knows the family somehow. Okay. Good dude. Said that I would like him. Nice. So go ahead, give him my contact. Little mentor. I'll watch film with him if he, you know if he wants or whatever. I don't care. I got nothing going on. I don't have three daughters to raise, but um. <laughs> All I no, got's time. I think that's right. Gay powers. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. Um, all right. Two ways you can look at this Cincinnati thing uh, in Pittsburgh. First of all, Cincinnati's two and one. Heck yeah, they are. So they're that's two a huge one. win, my man. That's for multiple really reasons. First double digit win, right, since ninety something? I don't know. Four five. over there? Yeah. In yeah. in in Heinz Field. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it's it was big. It's I think the um the Jamar Chase validation train is has is at full speed. Yep. Uh the the picking of Jamar Chase. I'm so it, happy it's gone that way. Me too. Um, and you you said in the I was lead really up anxious about it. You said in the lead up to the draft, I never game plan for a left tackle. As no. good as they were. Especially not a guard. Right. Yep. Right. But we got to worry about we need to worry about the guys on the edge and Chase can separate and that's yep. the different deal right now. He can separate. He has late separation. He can he, the stuff that he is allowing them to do offensively because of his skill. Yep. And they've got other talented guys too, but he's just on another level. And as, you see the camaraderie a, yeah. between yeah. Joe and him. And the belief, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so it's not just like this isn't just a rookie that was drafted working with a new quarterback. No, this is guys that played together obviously in college, have a belief together and a trust. Like the the touchdown pass down the sideline was incredible, where he you know barely stretches his hand fingertips out and catches it. Um, it was yeah, it was great to see, great to see, especially with all the preseason attention and rightfully so on the dropsies. Um, he seems to have found a way to look. Maybe he can just say I'm I'm not a preseason guy. You know what I mean? I just 
Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't need to be. These are the ones that count, right? Yes, sir. So yes, sir. <laughs> you play like this on the ones that count. Yep. And speaking of the way that it that it counts, and this kind of goes opposite to what Pittsburgh is as a franchise, because that's the, part of the thing with the Steelers is they're not sentimental. Mm-mm. I mean, you can look at Heinz Ward. You can look at Harrison. You can look mm. at – there's countless examples of when you are at the end of your line, they are not going to continue to play you, let alone pay you. Mm. Um, but it seems like that's the spot that they have backed themselves into with Ben Roethlisberger, yep. who is cooked. He's cooked. Now, they probably don't have any other better option on the roster. Yeah. But he's cooked. There was a and, throw late in that game where if he hits James Washington down the sideline, which why the Bengals were an aggressive man coverage. I don't, I don't dislike the man coverage. I dislike the aggressiveness of the corner uh-huh. in said man-to-man coverage because when you are up what you were, which I think was like, what, 14? Was it 14? 24-10, yeah. So when you're up 14, don't be selfish trying to jump a, a, a basically hook-and-go route. That's not the time to be selfish because guess what? If he catches an eight-yard eight yard comeback on you, 10-yard comeback, good for them. Good job. Time's running off. But if you want to be a hero and get a pick and then it's a hook, it's a go like that and you just get toasted by Washington and Ben actually doesn't overthrow him, now it's a seven-point game and you put a ton of pressure on our offense to get a first down and that place is rocking. Yeah. So it's a really stupid play by the corner. But anyway, situational football. Know the situation. But what a win, man. You, you talk about Ben is cooked. The O-line can't block it against the run. No. Najee Harris seems to be, the, like you saw the receptions he had, and he's phenomenal in the receiving game, but... He's going to get killed. He's going to get killed. Um, he, what, he had 14 catches yesterday? Yeah, I think 13 or 14. He, it just, they got so many issues. A lot of stuff that we talked about, you know? I, I, I think a lot of us expected Ben maybe to struggle when it got closer to November. Yeah, but I, I didn't think it would be this bad this And quick. it's not all on him, but no, no, no. the no, O-line is making it astronomically worse, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's it's uh, stunning. And and by the in Cincinnati, so Cincinnati's 2 and 1, they get Jacksonville Thursday. That's yep. a bye. Yep. I mean, that's 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 where that is. Um uh, so Cincinnati's going to I mean, they're going to be looking at 3 and 1. Mm-hmm. Uh Coming out of the first four, you know, it used to be quarters of the season. I mean, now you got an extra game, so it's not quite quarters, but three and one in a quarter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I believe I'll take that. Wins already got wins over the Vikings and now the Steelers. Yep. Belief starts to build. No Love doubt. Love to see that. You, know, you just linebacker beat Pittsburgh Wilson. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that builds that builds culture right there. Love to see the young linebacker Wilson, the kid out of Wyoming, getting a couple of picks. Mm-hmm. That that just creates more and more belief, man. Yep. That's fun. The AFC North is going to be a lot of fun, and the Steelers look to me. It's really early, but the Steelers look to me like a team that they're going to be something that's never happened under Tomlin, which is be bad. Mm-hmm. They've never been bad. Yep, and they're with, with it, and they're looking like they're head- that's. You go back and you go, wait, how did they? They beat Buffalo in Buffalo Week One. Mm. What happened there? Both T.J. Watt strip sack, short field, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Buffalo let it slip away. Yeah, Buffalo has rebounded nicely. Yes, they have. <laughs> yeah, they're back to who they're. A crazy weekend. Aaron Rodgers goes what fifty yards in thirty seconds with no timeouts, a game-winning field goal yep. for the Packers. 
the the Chiefs turn it over three times in the first half, lose at home. They're one and two. Which, by the way, I don't like what I'm seeing this morning when it comes to Pat Mahomes. People criticizing his no look passes now. Don't oh, come on. Don't, don't all don't rub his back it good. and put on the lotion. Give him a back rub. Oh, he's the best yeah. to ever do it. And now say, well, maybe instead of doing these no look, he should come the on. The no guys. look went off the kid's hands. What do you want? Yeah, come on, guys. went off the kid's hands. What are we doing? Let's relax. It's the same people who wrote books about uh, McGuire and, and Sosa and Bonds yep. and then be critical yep. of it afterwards. No, 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 no. Can't have it both ways. Yep. We uh, big big NFL on the show tomorrow. Lots to get to, including much more on the Browns and the Bengals in in their big wins. Both those teams sit at two and one. Uh, we hit three things on a Reaction Monday up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. Get it straight from the horse's mouth. But he's not a horse. He's a coach. The Ryan Day Show Thursday at noon. The Fan. Threes and Uncle Bo. If you know, you know. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Well, we've reached that time. Three thanks on a Monday. Hit it, Charles. One, two, one, two. Three things with Bishop and Laurinaitis. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. I mentioned off the top, just an incredible flex for the state of Ohio this weekend from a weather standpoint. It was absolutely pristine all weekend long. Uh, It started, and and this is my number one, uh, Beamsy's team, the the seven-year-old, eight-year-old team. Uh, We we had a a nine o'clock kick Saturday morning for our game. I was worried that that we'd be sluggish out of the gates. Uh, Buddy, we were not. Good. We were, not, we were not sluggish. No, no, no. Good. We are the we are the ninety five Nebraska. Of there we go. Flag football. Yeah. A little twenty seven to nothing. A little wishbone. Twenty seven to nothing. A little triple option. <laughs> little little cross buck action. You like a little of that? A little misdirection out of the backfield. Yeah. Nothing nothing messes with an eight year old more than a little misdirection. That's a little right. fake jet sweep action. Nothing yeah. to see here. Going yeah. for six. Mm-hmm. What a performance. What a performance out of out of out of the Beamsies uh, Royal Hawks on, on Incredible. Saturday. Good job out of them. My first thing is that, you know, we got out of the house yesterday, went for a walk along the neighborhood, and one of our lovely neighbors in the neighborhood had uh, pumpkins on their doorstep. Okay. And so, of course, and, and by the way, it was it was all four of us on the walk with, um, I should say five of us, sorry, Rum, and then also walking the dogs. Um, <laughs> sorry, I forget. And, but walking the dogs, so you know you have... London walking one and Hayden walking one, which is always an adventure because people get tangled in the leashes and then there's pulling when you're not supposed to. Pull. Anyway, you get the point. But it was fun. Hayden looks at the front step and goes, "What? Pumpkins? It's not even close to Halloween." You're right, girl. No pumpkins out till October, people. All right. Oh, interesting. No Christmas interesting. lights until after Thanksgiving. Hayden is on the right path. I'm raising her right. Well, a jack o' lantern is for Halloween. A pumpkin is for fall, and it is fall. Nope, not till October. Don't put any pumpkin. Don't put any corn maze right. crap up until October one. Technically, it is fall. All right, first, first thing for degrees me. a day, and the pumpkin's gonna rot. Big weekend for home projects, mostly from J Lo. I was taking care of the football watching, but uh, I did one thing. We got this like decorative stepping stone that has our names and our wedding date on it that my aunt and uncle gave us. I got that in the ground in the fire pit area, so now that's kind of the centerpiece in there. While J Lo painted the mantle bricks around the fireplace inside uh, a nice charcoal matte color that, that's really cool, and then she painted the half bathroom. As well, so big weekend. We also got a rug for the living room, so that was cool. 
Good job on J-Lo, it sounds like. Uh, number two for me, so as I mentioned, we I took the boys up to the Browns game. Um, so Boots, he's hanging in there. I mean, he's five. He's hanging in there. And Chomps, the mascot, the dog mascot, not the real one, but like the stuffed animal one, came into the section. So he sees him coming into the section and just lights up. I didn't know he even had that in him to be that excited about anything. He was this. He was just so excited about it um, and just thrilled. So he walks to the edge of his edge of his his row, our row, and thinking that he's going to get to shake his hand or I don't know what he was hoping for. Chomps comes up like four steps, turns around, and leaves. Oh, the joy that left the boy's face. Oh, like almost to the point of tears. Now he has so much going for him that I'm not going to worry too much about it. Like his whole life is rainbows, but like <laughs> it was the first time that I've seen him. I like broke your heart. I'm like Mike, he was just devastated, just crushed about this notion that he that he was not going to be able to have some interaction with an animal that I didn't even know he knew existed. Oh man, poor guy. Poor. I feel boots. bad for him. Yeah, I'll send you the picture. It's classic. So yesterday was the start of, I believe, what's going to be the rest of my life when it comes to having daughters. Um, We have a blowout fight between London and Hayden over a unicorn dress. And it has to do with the dress is hung on where Hayden's dresses are, so it means it's hers now. And look, a lot of the stuff we do pass down to Hayden. Um, And so they're screaming over this dress. London has a hard time accepting that anything won't be hers forever. So they're sharing issues there. But long story short, we put the dress on Hayden. She comes downstairs. I check it. It is a six to eight, you know, dress. And I'm like, Hayden, that is your sister's dress. And she goes, what? It fits me perfectly. Just a savage. So this one, it's been happening all my life. And it's okay. I, You know, James, you mentioned it. We were talking about it during one of the breaks. That like, It's okay that Iowa has an identity and this is what they, they want to do and they're not going to rely on the offense to do too much. But this has been happening the entire time I've been watching Kirk Ferentz coach the Iowa Hawkeyes football team. If it's third and six, do not let your receivers run routes that only go five yards. Or if it's third and seven, they only run six yards or four yards. And they constantly throw to these guys. Just teach them to run to the line to gain and then complete that pass. It's all. It's the whole time I've been watching them. Number three for me, by and large, was a fantastic experience up there. The one thing I would say, and this is just a lesson from Uncle Bo to all the people, it's okay to skip a serving of alcohol. Hmm. Don't need to run one after another. There's you don't need to race down and get the last call. You're all right. You're okay. You don't have to be obliterated. Pace yourselves. Pace yourselves. Try and get to try and get to the moonlight for crying out loud. It's like no, two I o'clock. Think... We're vomiting in concourses. Get it together. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Um Oh, it just sounds gross. My yeah. last thing, um, really frustrating. I'm, I'm really frustrated with Apple. Um, my iPad that I have has a different charger than the iPhone does. Yeah. And so it's really frustrating when you leave the house. You know, when back when all the chargers were the same, you were able just to leave with one charger and be like, well, it will work for everything. Um, not the case when your iPad is down to 8% and you're saying, oh, that's great. It basically ruins my morning because I thought I had it. Instead, I grabbed two of the iPhone chargers. And so, you know, Apple, why do you got to keep changing the charging cable? Can I we just... That. I mean, you, everything else works seamlessly together, right? I can I can now use my iWatch, or my Apple Watch, excuse me, to control my Apple TV. That's a new update. That's great. Why can't I have the same charger for everything? Because they can sell you new chargers. Exactly. <laughs> I know the reason, Mark. I'm just saying. 
My, my last thing. Ooh, a rare mark in there. It's because I was angry. It's like, it's like a mother calling you by your full name. <laughs> last thing for me. Uh, I'm on the record that in the city, when it's not too far, I actually like going on the surface streets, even if it's going to take a little bit longer. I'm not a big highway driver, but for some reason on Friday, I just decided, oh, I'll zip home on the highway. It will be quicker. Not when one person's car lights on fire on my off-ramp, so I have to go to the next one, which is still the same exit, but it goes the opposite direction. Other people were redirecting to it. Then I had to go down the street and turn into a parking lot and wait in line at people at the light to take a left and go back the opposite direction. Just it's like confirmation bias, obviously, but I'm just I'm totally against shorter trips. Don't need the highway. This is sorry you dealt with that, Chops. This is from Matt Nagy about a minute ago. The Bears are quote working through figuring out who's the starting quarterback is for Sunday. Hey, Matt, go to hell. <laughs> Maybe put the kid in position to succeed. Honestly, they should fire him right now. They should. They, they should fire him today. He should they be should fired after that. Absolutely yep. should be. Uh, we're back tomorrow for more fun. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.